one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tides of Death. How are half of my favorite players doing today? You mean two thirds, right? I'm doing. I'm doing well, Nick. Heracoibu. <laughs> you like to Thank think you. that it's just the three of you, but it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Oh, I see. Everyone's your favorite player. So this is really only like two, what, twelfths of your favorite players? I mean, how far back in time you want to go? Uh, yeah, that's right. We've clocked you there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm doing good, yeah. Good, good. Well, today is our John and Nilram special. If you'll remember way back many episodes ago when the party stole their boat, we sort of split the timelines and split the parties and John and Nilram went off to Arcadia to sell the, uh, return the horse, get a crew and come back while Sale and um, Archie, I can't believe I blanked on his name. Sale and Archie went off and did their own thing. So today's session- character. Yeah. Today's session, we're going to look at John and Nilrum coming to Arcadia to return a horse and get their pirate crew and hopefully not die because that would really, really mess up the timelines. That would be so, annoying, yeah. Where are we coming in? Because I'm conscious that we can't just walk into Redport with this fucking horse without a plan. Yes. So, and there's still a bunch of NPCs on the ship who we've just enslaved, right? Yes. Okay. It's um, a bit of a shit show right now, and it's on you to make it work. So, maybe this is too intensive music for now. Um, where is it that you want to go? Because you're out at sea, you've got your crew, your new people, you've got your rowers, your sailors, you've disarmed all of the officers, the two of you have control of the ship. But where oh, are you going to go? Well, well, we're going to Redport. Okay. But, but how far yeah. has it been since Archie and Sail left? Like, are we standing on the deck waving at them as they sail away? Or they have just they... passed earshot. You can no longer call them back under any circumstances, um, but they're, you know, leaving right there. All right, so I'm standing there. I'm, like, waving, and Nilram's, like, stood next to me. And I turn to him, and I say, all right, Nilram, we've got to be clever here because there's now only two of us, and neither of me or you can fight as well as Archie. I think it would so... be easier, Captain. <laughs> we don't have them to fuck it up for us. Let's just... Uh... You know, we've taken over now. If we need to enforce it, we can. But let's just let's just be friendly here. We've got to live with these people for the next uh, few weeks at least. And I'll, uh, I'll spin on my heel and look across the deck. What are people doing? Kind of staring around dumbly, needing to be whipped into shape. All right, well, don't just stand there looking. Let's get back to work. The clap Set the of your... uh, sails for Redport. All right. With a clap of your hands and a shout of orders, the crew hops to action. And sometime later, you see Redport on the horizon. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I point to one of them and say, You, take me to the horse. Miller, come on. <laughs> you need to see a man about a horse. <laughs> you go back down below decks and you find a big box. No, the tiger was in the box. There's just a horse tied up down there. It's fine. Uh-huh. Is it the most like, beautiful looking horse yeah. we've ever seen? It's a damn fine horsey. It is muscular. Its hair is braided. <laughs> it's had like um, a pattern shaved into its fur in sort of like a, a decorative, presentive way. Oh. You know they're going to have to reshave it before it gets there because, you know, horse hair grows back in. And someone had did this probably right before they left. Someone else is probably going to have to reshave the horse right before he arrived to get it in perfect shape. 
Um, it's got like highly polished horseshoes that glint off of the, the wooden deck below. Jesus. Yeah. So there's a groom on the ship then? I there's gotta be. Yeah. Captain, why were we yes. giving this horse to the guy anyways? Didn't, why were we gonna sell it? Didn't they say that, no, this guy's paying for it, right? If I recall, he's already paid for it. I'll look to well, the guy next to me who brought us over here. Am I, is what I'm saying right? They just stunned that fucking with a smile on your face. Answer the question. I, I'm not the one in charge. I, I don't know anything the about the horse. Right guy, then. Well, find out who it is. Yes, sir. And he runs off to go find information about the horse. If it's I recall correctly, I believe that you said that it was already paid for and this was just being brought over now. Oh, no. Why would we agree to do it then? I don't remember. Maybe it's a 50 50 situation. You're like half now, half late. No, wait. Wasn't it meant to be a gift? Oh, that might have been what it was. It might have been a gift. It might have been a gift. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I'm looking so, for the episode. We can't give it to this guy. You know, I stole this guy's ship. I can't be like, hey, sorry about the ship. Here's a horse. Wasn't there a good reason, though? There must have been. We don't do anything reasonless. <laughs> be amazing. Do you imagine that cast water walking on the horse and then just like ride across the sea? <laughs> like mounted knights charging a ship. That's amazing. Okay, it's for the former count of Wake County. Uh -huh. That's the former count. Oh, then well, we right, can well, do that. Yeah. Not the king. Not the king. It's for the guy who's in Clydesdale, who used to be uh, in charge of Wake County, but now is like just the dude who fun. runs Clydesdale. Maybe mm. we could get into some shit here and uh, kill the guy who's the king and restore this guy's power. Just as a little aside. Is this I... That might be a bit taking on a bit too much trouble there. I have no idea why you were going to return it to him. We're doing it for goodwill. In a continent that sure the rest of the goes. campaign doesn't take place? Well, we'll also just... We can... We'll say we want money. We'll say, like, we stole the ship and, like... We had you on this horse. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's a genius idea, Captain. <laughs> Thank you, Nora. I nod to myself. That is a good I'm idea. I'm sure that he's going to love that with all his guards right there. He's going to... No, this guy, he's not going to have as many guards as he did before. Okay. be fine. It's just... Well, you know... We won't admit to being pirates. Well, we're not we'll say we We'll say we came across it. That we bought it at a reduced price. Okay. Heavily yeah. reduced. Heavily reduced, yeah. But we would need to make a profit. <laughs> so I'm only asking for half of its true value right now. Because um, of transportation and feeding it, and we've had to pay this groomsman to shave all this stuff into it. And look at it, how shiny its shoes are. It doesn't happen cheaply, my lord. No, it does not. That's right. <clears throat> Was it so, because you wanted to tie up loose ends so no one would come looking for your ship? Maybe that's why you wanted to deliver the horse. No, because they're going to know the ship's gone. Yeah. They're going to be looking for the ship no matter what, if there's a horse or not. Because we stole their ship. We didn't steal... It's true. What happened to the ship? 
He went missing. Was there any horses on board? No. Oh, fine. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright. I don't know. It's been too long. Wait, we're going to go deliver it. Um, but why do we need to stop in Redport? Because if I look at the peninsula, mm-hmm. if I don't land at Redport, where could I land? You can land in, in Hillsborough? Hillsborough or Rockwave. They're both... Well, Rockwave's uh, out of the way because we're going to Weatherlight next. So hmm. Hillsborough would maybe make sense, more sense than Redport. So I'm musing this out loud. Maybe, you know what, maybe we shouldn't go to Redport. Might catch some heat there, given uh, my last encounter with the new king. It's maybe been a few just... years, right? No one's going to fucking remember your sorry mug. I don't know. No one this face tends to stick in people's minds. It's known all over the Dardens, and I've only been there a year or so. Captain, we have a whole different crew, and I need to see a man in Redport. Uh, there's a lot well, of magical uh, components that I can buy there, and I know who exactly has them. I have an old friend there. I do have some good memories of the place. I'm just... What do we do with the horse? You think this thing's going to arouse suspicion on the docks? Neil, I would know. Do I feel like this horse is going to arouse suspicion? It will not arouse suspicion in and of itself. It's a fabulous horse. It will attract attention, but not inherently suspicion. Someone arriving from far off lands with a fancy horse. Yeah. Attention, suspicion, not the same, same. Okay, we just got to get our story straight. So this ship, remember the, the captain, the old captain, they're from Tide's End and Solemn, right? You remember that? Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say that we're from there because I can't do that accent. But we could say that the ship was moored. It was like it had run aground, you see, and many of its crew had died out at sea. And the yep. captain was just looking to sell it off. So we it bought it. It is a bunch it. of fucking dwarves. What are you talking you about? You know, th- these are not the smartest bunch. They're not yeah, the maybe. stupidest, they're not the brightest, but they're not going to be asking any questions. Oh, you got I know. a ship. Yeah. It's not the same as the Dardans, that's true. Maybe I'm getting a little bit paranoid. You're going to be all right. But I've run into some hot water around these parts in the past, Nilram. You understand? <sighs> and anything that you'll have trouble with, Captain, I'll be right there. It's, I turn to the horse and say, it's probably going to be fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nilrum, I guess you're right. I pat the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back up deck. Uh, I'll call out on deck. Where's the groom? The groom comes running, bound by the guy who was staring slack-jawed earlier. How much uh, could we sell this horse for? Well, the horse is promised to the former Count of Clydesdale. You can't sell it. I smack, I, I smack him across the face. Ow. That's not what I asked you. Answer the question, please. Oh, a thousand gold? Easily? Wow. Just need a couple of <coughs> days or weeks to, to find a buyer? Well, time so we we've got. Well, no, we offer it to the, we'll offer it to the guy for like 500. What do you think? The guy who it's promised to? You can't do that, that's that. Well, we can't offer it to him. I, I, no, hang on. Sorry, I didn't ask you for your opinion about this. Go and brush the horse. Yeah, go brush the horse. He sulks downstairs. All right, hear me out, Captain. Okay. Dwarves, they, you know, 
They like to one-up each other, probably. They have a lot of uh, inner dwarven rivalry and scuttle. What if... Makes sense. We sell it to the guy in uh, either Redport or Rockwave, the other dwarf dude. You know, they'll have a laugh. He's got his own, he's got his other friend's horse. Now the friend's I, mad because the guy's got his horse. I can sell a lot of things to a lot of people, but I'm not going to be able to sell this horse to the guy whose ship I stole just a year ago. That's not going to go down well. Now, I don't know about, no, no, I'm not confident that you could sell him the horse by inadvertently killing him. So I think the guy in Redport, that's probably out of the question. Now in Hillsborough, though, there's got to be a baron there or someone. Maybe he'd want it. Hmm. Dwarves are famous for their love of horses. That does sound right. <laughs> what about Heatstroke, Captain? Is there, <laughs> is there anyone there? In Heatstroke? No, yeah, yeah. Some bad, some bad mojo going off in Heatstroke. No, don't you remember? Oh, that's yeah, why everyone's that. leaving this place. <clears throat> Hmm. That's why the ship was full of refugees. Yeah, if it weren't for those mountains over there by Hillsborough, this place would be overrun by now. I have it on the How about we head over to Redport? We stay there for a night. I handle my business, and then we make a, a hurried exit to Hillsborough. We'll... We sell that man the horse, and then we head over yeah. to Weatherlight. We'll leave the horse on the ship in Redport. Me and you will just yeah. get off. We'll stay in the dock. We'll go and meet your friend. We'll go and... What is it you want to do with this guy? Uh, he's going to sell me magical components. Rare things, right? I suppose. Oh, yeah. Can... The rarest. All right. Okay, cool. I'm on board for that. That sounds fun. Okay, so we dock up. We pay the docking fees. We go and visit your friend. We have a few drinks, play some cards, buy the components, make a night of it. Come back. We sail to Hillsborough. We get in with the Baron there, we sell him the horse. Then we go to Weatherlight, pick up some of the old crew. I've got a score to settle over there. And uh, and then, yeah, we get who we can and we, we head back to head back to the Dardens. Easy as that. I'll call out to the crew. Who's the best fighter on board? Uh, no one's sure anymore since you just killed, like, all the fighters. Go up to take a, a look around, and I think... I think the best fighter on board is one of the Marines who is a zeroth level or first level fighter. The crap at it this point. Hmm? We saved the lady though, right? Yeah, but she went back with she the others. With the other group. Yep, I yeah, yeah. All right. Is there uh, a way oh. for me, Neil, to stop them just sailing off with the ship? Like, are they, they won't be allowed to leave without me. We can Neil room ship in the bottle it if you'd like. You have to make a ship a of out of this, which will take a while. How long are we? How long is the journey? Weekish. I think. Um... Then we've got to take the ship, up the horse off the ship, and it's a pain. And the tiger. Is the tiger still alive? The tiger was on a different ship, I think. Why was it? I believe the tiger was a long time ago on the merchant ship. Mm-hmm. It's a different um, ship. Okay. Different ship. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Tiger still a little bit worried about leaving all of the people we've just, you know, killed and captured with the ship alone. I do believe at the end they had all sort of been pressed into we're going to get off the ship or join you permanently. That and so true. when you get yeah. to port, it's not like they're just going to hang around. They're either volunteers or they are departing. Well, no, we were pretty nice I... to them, too. 
But I need them to stick around so we get to Weatherlight. Well, All right. that might Let's not work. Let's go to first. Yeah. Get a reasonable crew. Yeah. And then we can head down and do this. Okay. That makes more sense. I'll go and tell them. I go back up to the deck. I Is the, like, the person on the wheel? Hey, you! The helmsman comes over to you hurriedly. Sir? Weatherlight, not Redfall. Aye, aye. And they change course. Sometime later, Weatherlight appears on the horizon. You sail around, uh, up towards this area. I think this is called the... Ooh, it's not on this version of the map. We all have armor. Uh, The spell, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, You head to the Strait of Amon, which is this area over here, and make your way to Weatherlight. Okay. Um, arriving at the dock. Now, Weatherlight is in a nice, cozy bay. If you've been to, like, the San Francisco Bay Area, it's one of those big, inside, soft, gentle bays that's still sort of deep, but the the tides aren't too da- bad. It's protected from any sort of storm or weather conditions. It's a perfect natural harbor. And out here in this harbor area, there's all these little fishing boats taking... um. Yeah, extracting resources from the sea. You can see like clamors out there and people pulling pearls out of oysters. And you can make your way to the cozy docks and the little markets I, I in need... Weatherlight. Well, I'd like to address the crew just as we're coming into the dock. Sure. So everyone's got it. All right, well, we've got this far. I'll repeat what I said last time. Those of you who wish to leave, this is a friendly time. You'll meet like-minded folks here. You can find a ship back wherever you want to go, or you can make a life for you here. No hard feelings from me. Go on your merry way. If you want to work, you want to go back to the Dardens and live a life of adventure, glory, and riches, feel free to stick around. I'll be uh, in town for maybe a few days. Got a few people to meet, a couple of scores to settle. I'll, uh, anyone who's staying, I'll pay some preliminary wages, and you can uh, yeah, have some fun in the town. They snap attention and then stand down and talk amongst themselves, sorting out their plans. People trying to decide who's staying and who is going. And then we arrive. You pull up to the long dock. Three quarters are leaving. Um, You pull up to uh... the, the long dock. Everyone hops off. Most of the Marines and former fighters are taking off. Some of them are staying. Um, A lot of the sailors are going as well. Of course, all Before, the officers uh, and all the people promised to the crown of the place that you would come from are taken off. But the, the poorly paid folks, the uh, mercenaries who have joined, the, the newer people, they're sticking with you. So what kind of ratio are we looking at? Three-fourths left. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. How many people stayed? One quarter stayed, so I think yeah, it's about... You need 60 to man the ship, I believe, so you're getting like... 15 plus some marines you're getting about 20 okay um no no i need to make sure i look good here i like straighten my jacket and i like mess with the feather in my hat do i look impressive like a captain of great import someone who's traveled the seven seas and led great adventures no one will dust your shoulders and give you a fresh casting of armor um you look you look beautiful thank you no all right Okay, let's go. 
Um, so are we okay to leave the horse at the ship? Is the groom going to stay on the ship and mind the horse? Well, the groom can't leave the horse. The groom is staying with the horse. Wherever the horse goes is where the groom goes. The groom is going to end up with the horse. He's not going to hang around with some scallywag pirates, and he's not going to wander around the town that he doesn't have a connection to. This horse is the groom's lifeblood to whatever is going to await him in the future. Fantastic. So I will... Oh, he's he goes with the horse. That makes sense. He's going to go with the horse. Like, originally, he wouldn't. He was supposed to just care for it on its way. But, like, now it's sort of his bargaining chip. Um, so with the 30, 20 people who are staying, did you say? Mm-hmm. I'll give each of them, like, three gold. So I'm going to take 60 gold off the shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should keep them tied. That should tie them over, right? They're, they're tied it over him. Yeah. Fine. I watch them all get off the ship first. Mm-hmm. And, and off then they I go. Will, uh, with Nilram at my side, we'll head down the gangplank to the uh, harbormaster. Nilram okay. wearing his wraith robes. Uh, oh, the yeah. harbormaster looks at the two of you coming down the docks. Looks a little startled by Nilram and his, like, darkish demeanor. Uh, hi, you wouldn't happen to be vampires, would you? That's a weird question, Davey. You saying you don't remember me? See a lot of faces. A lot of weird things happening lately. Who hey, might you be? Oh, hang on. I thought you were famous around here, Captain. I take my hat off. You remember me, right? Captain oh, John. John Winters. Uh, little Johnny, how you doing? <laughs> oh, Johnny. You've always been a joker, Davey. Yeah, I'm doing good, you know. I've been... I've been all over the place, mate. I've been to the Dardens. I've been to Solemn. I've been making deals with kings. It's been crazy out there. Oh, my God. Well, you wouldn't believe the things that have happened here. Gadia? Oh, yeah. uh, Gate Isle, just north of us? No, those backwards fucks. Oh, man. Overrun by zombies and the undead. You wouldn't even believe it. You uh, going through the Strait of Amon? You got to be real careful, man. I wouldn't go through the Strait. I would go all the way around Gadia. I know the weather out there is way worse, but, like... People have reported weird things. Flocks of bats that suck the blood of all the people on a boat and leave them just, like, dead and desiccated. Mm. Stay out of there. What's going on over there on the island? Don't know, but we got a whole bunch of new folks come off a gate aisle looking for work, looking for houses, looking for a place to be. Um, It's a real mess. That's why I was here, you know. I was looking to pick up some crew. Don't suppose uh, they're all still hanging out in the fishbowl, are they? Mm, well, yeah, the ones that know what they're doing, Nar. Davey, it's been a pleasure, my friend. How much do I owe you? Probably be here for about three nights. Well, a ship of that size is two gold a night for docking privileges. It's fine. I uh, I give him seven gold. Captain, aren't you supposed to haggle? He's an old friend. I'm sure he'll give you uh, a discount. Those are the discounted <laughs> prices. Who are you? Yeah, oh, he's new. He's new. Don't worry about him. Edgy looking guy. You want to be careful, Davy. He's a wizard of some renown. Davy immediately like straightens up and <clears throat> sorry, sir. Like clearly, he's affected by this statement and uh, composes himself a lot more appropriately. You notice his feet like sort of shift towards Nilrum a little bit more. <clears throat> no, I hand Davy seven Right. Well, we'll keep it for three and a half days then. Perfect. Sir? All right. So, Nilrim, this is it. 
This is the old stomping grounds. Stomping grounds. You, know? uh, you wouldn't believe the things we used to get up to around here. Archie you and I, we'd run amok. Yeah, I mean, there's not a man in the Dardens that can fight him. I can tell you for now. There's not a person in this whole town that could even scratch him. And we had the run of the place. Even the guards were scared of us. It was fantastic. What a life, Captain. It really was. Well, you know, my uh, eyes got too big for my stomach. Took one job too many, and next thing I know, I'm on the run. Shipwrecked in that in the Dardens. And that's how I met you, you know. It's, uh, I guess, some things, some good things start in bad ways. But, you know, it's all worked out now, hasn't it? That it has. So, so we're uh, here for a crew? Yeah, that tavern over there. That's where all the old sailors, all the old uh, scurvy dogs hang out. Reckon, given what that guy was saying, Davy, probably find some crew there, no problem. Take a few days to rest, get back on the ship, and head back over to the peninsula. Sounds like a plan. All right. Wonder Let's, if there's uh, anybody from the Dardens here. I doubt it. Those types don't really tend to get that far, you know? I mean, you're the only person from the Dardens that I ever met over here. At least even one that I admit it. How about you uh, go with your friends in the tavern and I'll scout the town, see if I can find anybody uh, interesting. What do you mean, interesting? Well, you know I'm looking for an apprentice. Yeah, well, don't kill any kids. No, I've got a reputation here to uphold, okay? And it's not that kind of reputation. I'm not going to kill any kids here. None of them are going to serve the White Prince. So nobody has to... Yeah. Okay, I believe that that's what it was about, I suppose. Uh, mm -hmm. Fine, all right. Well, I'll, I'll be in the fishbowl, you know. Don't don't wander around the streets too long. You look... I don't take this the wrong way, but you look, you look weird. You look intimidating. People are going to talk. People will be scared. Norm gives you a wicked smile. Good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Have fun. I will, uh, I will turn and go towards the fishbowl. You find yourself in the fishbowl, one of the local watering holes down here by the docks, aptly named for all of their uh, fish fillets and all of their, uh, what do you call it, uh, fish and chip style dishes that they have, as well as a, a um, inverted, a, a glass um, hemisphere that sits in the bottom of the the floor here so oh, okay, it's right cool. on the dock and you can look down and see the fish swimming below uh, this glass hemisphere was brought all the way from gnome the namish nation of mighty engineers a long time ago by a traveler in order to get access to the town and be able to set himself up um and here you are nice fishbowl. so i'm not you know i walk in I open the door, I stop, I look around across the crowds of the fishbowl, I take it in, the smell, the sounds. Mm. I look behind the bar, and the same bartender is probably there. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, his belly's rolling up against the bar, he's like sweating, but then his like two pretty young daughters are sort of, you can see one cooking in the kitchen maybe, you know, things haven't changed. Mm -hmm. I've been on a very, like, this crazy journey, but peace mm -hmm. of home. What I will do is, I will go up to the bartender. I don't announce myself or anything like that. I'm just going to go up. Mm -hmm. Barkeep, uh, an ale, please. Right away. And he goes over, pours you an ale, sets it on the table, holds up three fingers. Uh, he means three copper, right? Yeah. I throw him a silver. He tips his hat at you and pockets the silver and stands back at the bar. 
Hey, uh, don't suppose you've got any uh, writing materials. I'd like to make a notice for the bar looking for crew. Of course. He walks over to the other end, um, pulls out like a little writing kit. It's got a, a little board and some little paper, uh, papyrus that's there, a small inkwell, a pen, a little bag of uh, ponce, I think it's called, the stuff that you dry wet ink with, and sets it at the end of the bar for you. Yeah, great. I will take the writing kit, mm-hmm. give the bartender a nod, and then go and find a table to sit up. Mm-hmm. Yep, you find a table. The place is pretty busy. There's a lot of folks here, mostly new faces. Uh, you can see a lot of people from Gadia here, from Gade Isle. Um, and a bunch of, you know, just regular old locals. Um, cool. Quite busy. I will... Yeah, I want to write this notice. I want it to be good. I'm even going to do a little bit of illustration. But it's going to mm-hmm. be like saying, you know, like... you know, Do you want a life of adventure, glory, and riches? Join... Captain John and the Crimson Fists. Mm. And then a little picture of like uh, our Crimson Fist flag. And like uh, it'll say like, you know, be here at like sundown on in two nights time or something like that. Right, on right. Bases. Free drinks. Yeah, free drinks. Yeah, free drinks. <laughs> That's, <all I'm laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I, I spend like probably a good like few hours getting this right. Mm-hmm. Writing it um, out, rolling it up, tossing away the thing, carefully wording it. Yeah. Bartender will bring you a, a refill of your drink partway through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you settle into a, a cozy routine over at a small table, mug of ale in your hand, yeah. quill in the other. And uh, yeah, I'm keeping it low profile for now. I guess I want the. John sees his like his moment of revealing to everyone is to be like when everyone's gathered to join the crew. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's going to just play it low profile for now. But I think you can maybe switch over to see what Norum's doing. I don't. Excellent. Don't do too much crazy stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nilram... We've got two things to do. <clears throat> hmm He wants to visit the local temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the deity of... Yeah. Well, the local area has a few temples. Let me get my list. Mm-hmm. Um, they also they have the, the main generalist temple that sort of serves the bulk of the needs of the town. Um, His goal and then is to find one with a cleric. There is a separate temple to Aster, a separate temple to Quantarius. Not so much a temple as like a, a place down on the docks where there's there's like a Quantarius post on the docks where trades can happen. You pay a small fee, but a cleric or a priest of Quantarius over, overwatches all the deals to make everything on the up and up. Um, there is a temple to Nerul goddess of hearth in the home and family and society and another temple to nadinus goddess of nature tides weather storms that sort of thing okay um i think he will go to the temple of a stair just seems fitting hmm. mm-hmm. yeah you go to the temple of what is known in this area as the father he is here to sort of oversee the social order, make sure that people work together, cooperate, you know, laws are abided by, teamwork is encouraged. Um, and you're looking for a priest, uh, a cleric, you say? Yeah. Let's see if I can suss one out. There's no cleric here in the Temple of Aster. Okay. He'll, um, he'll head over the, to the Nadinus one? <sighs> no cleric at the Nadinus Temple either. He'll uh, Just a kick rocks priests. and go to the orphanage then. 
Uh, not gonna do the Quantarius one. Uh, well, you said it was more like a sign. If it's like it's... a real, he'll walk by it. Does he see anything? I guess. Yeah, you would have walked by it when you came through the docks. It's not so much like we come here to pray. It's more of like this is a a trading post that the god of trade oversees through his priests and, and clerics. And so they, they're there to like perform a a function. It's like if you mm -hmm. went to a hospital, there might be a cleric of Martha there sort of thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll check it out then. Yeah. I'm looking for a cleric. Well, you will indeed find a cleric of Quantarius here. A... Um, I don't know if you'd be able to tell level right off the bat, no, but this person's not. got some like wisdom behind their eyes. They've been around the block, you know. They're not some fresh out of cleric school sort of person. It's a, uh, a six foot tall, hundred and fifty five human male who's like eighty six years old. He's got this like scraggly hair, these like tired uh, long eyes, wrinkled hands, and everything is done. You know, he, the blessings that he did forms on people are have that like I've done this 10,000 times motion behind it he's gonna go over with the gold ring that mm -hmm. he had from the Kaiser wizard mm. and he's gonna set it in front of him and ask him um, uh, good cleric of uh, what is Quantarius. it? Quantarius good cleric of Quantarius <laughs> I was wondering how much this uh, gold ring from a wizard faraway land would fetch me you must have some mm. idea cleric looks at you for a moment and he says value is in the eye of the beholder young sir I would pay not two gold for that ring but that man over there and he says pointing across the harbor that one might pay you upwards of a hundred gold or more how good are God. the salesmen are you it's the real question not the best salesman. Mm. I am interested, however, in um, then maybe half transferring, the hundred. Transferring knowledge. Have you ever heard of someone named, and it'll get real close if the cleric will mm -hmm. listen. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of someone named Rohi before? You're an old wise cleric. Rohi. Rohi. No, I'm not familiar with that name. Should I? Who is this I man? Shrug. <laughs> I'm only passing on knowledge. Your uh, your god might be interested in that. However, some would call him um, Nilrim. Thinks to himself, and he's gonna do an in check because I can't remember the exact saying of it. Uh, the Lenorum dragon. Mmm, Tele Telemaki. Yeah. He'll toss that his way, too. Have you ever heard of this thing? Telemaki? The dragon? No. No. Don't know of that name. Must be a distant well, dragon. Definitely not one of the ones here on the Arcadian Isles. Hmm. Where would I get such knowledge about uh, the things that I'm looking for? Oh, great cleric. Hmm. Once upon a time, I would have said you should go to Stromheim, but that place is leveled and no more. Hmm, the great clerics of Heatstroke had immense knowledge, but they too are gone from our world. You might be able to seek out a spellcaster in Redport who, who knows of things far and distant. Might be a man there named Marlin or 
Marley? Mm. Not Merlin, right? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Great Merlin the Wizard from Redport. Wise man, knows a great many things. Has a, a, a large library. You should ask him. I know. Who is... Uh, is Roki the same as Telemachy? I shrug. You should pray on it. And then okay. uh, Norm will walk over to the guy who he pointed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, fine gentleman. Mm -hmm. I have the finest ring, and I was told that you were looking for one. It's from a wizard, and I'll, uh, flick it in my hand. Give you a dex check to make, you know, I want it to look cool and flashy. Let's see it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, flips sort of towards him. He's got a reach out of the way a little bit to catch it, but it does a nice, uh, tumble through the air. He'll catch the ring. Uh, turn it over a few times, close his eyes, feel its weight, pull out um, a little looking glass, a little lens to look at the crystal itself. This is a, a nice piece. Offering it for trade? I am. Hmm. Well, the gem's just a piece of glass. It's fake. Uh, but the ring itself is nice. We could reset something there or melt it down for its value of gold. Not sure what these symbols are on the side. Don't know if anyone's going to want a ring with random symbols. Um, Normal. He brings out a Try scale. To grab and, the ring. Yeah, you can take the ring back. And um, he looks at the symbols. Some, you know, there's like a dolphin on one of them, and there's like some waves on one side. It looks like some sort of nautical symbology. When I casted Detect Magic on this, there was no magic, right? Correct. And my understanding is if you if this was like a key to like a hidden door, it would need mm -hmm. to be a magical ring. It can't just be like a mundane ring with symbols on it. <laughs> if you or were my... using like an Aldrich's discriminating door, it totally could be a mundane mm -hmm. ring that just had a oh, very okay. specific appearance. That does make sense. And I think that's who I got it from, so. Mm. Uh, how much are you offering for this? Normal, ask him. Uh, he'll put the ring on some scales and stack up some gold coins next to it. It'll have the weight of uh, two gold, three gold coins. He'll look at the gold coins and look at the ring, look at the gold coins, look at the ring, goes, well, at worst I could sell it for three gold, but more likely I could probably get four times that. Um, I'll give you 12 for it. Normal grab the ring and put it in his pocket and just like walk off. Alright. He collects his coins on the scales and heads his own way. Good stuff. Uh Nurum heads to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knocks on the door. Rap, rap, rap. You find an orphanage on the far side of Weatherlight. Uh a moment or two passes until a heavy set um cook arrives at the door he's got like a deep low voice and he says hello uh i'm a wizard looking for an apprentice and today is your lucky day i'll be making a 10 gold donation to the orphanage and i may be walking away with one of your very own children um Right, right this way, sir, says the cook, sort of stands up a little bit straighter and tries to lead you towards like um, a waiting room off on one side. It's a really small, cozy little place and he'll bring you in. Um, 
maybe a few minutes later, an authority figure will arrive. This is the head. Is this like a nice orphanage or like a really run down place? What am I talking here? It is not a nice orphanage. Um, In fact, there are no nice orphanages. Uh, They're pretty much all donation based and fairly. They use cheap land and cheap buildings wherever they can find them. And there's not usually a lot of money for upkeep. So, yeah. It's a little rundown. It's a little dingy uh, inside. You know, like give they, don't, a bow. they don't even have money to f- properly light all the rooms with candles. They got to save money here and there where they can find it. The headmistress walks on in. Uh, she is about 41 years old, 5'6", 132 pounds. And she reaches out a hand to shake yours. And you'll notice um, a ring on her finger on her hand has the symbol of Malchus, God of Chaos, on it. Norm will... uh, Is she, like, grimy? Or is she, like, a nice dress lady? What are we talking here? Simple clothes, but well put together and, you know, with good personal hygiene. Nothing fancy, but very tidy. He'll take your hand and he'll shake it. I hear you're here to make a donation and adopt a child. Thank you. Uh, that I am. Please show me your wares. <laughs> she does not laugh. He doesn't laugh either. He <laughs> says it that way. <laughs> Very seriously. I'm afraid we don't just sell children to whoever comes along. There is an application process to make sure you're not dangerous no of course who are you uh i am nilrim i am a apprentice to merlin of redport and we are looking for my very own apprentice do you live in weatherlight no ma'am i live in redport but we're then why are you here looking for children because apprentices are hard to find and i'm looking for a very particular one one with the intellect and uh, or wisdom to do the work. I've already visited Hillsborough, Clydesdale, Rockwave, and um, now I have arrived at your doorstep to make a wealthy donation, whether I find an apprentice or not. He'll hmm. hand over 10 gold. Um, she quietly pockets the money without counting it, looks you up and down, and starts to like, take a walk around you to look at you from every different angle. Hmm, hmm. You seem well off enough. What is your source of income, sir? Wizardry. I make, uh, make doors. In fact, if you'd like, I could make you a door that nobody could go through. But it would... He looks around at the establishment making a show of it. It would cost you, uh, probably more than this entire place is worth. Hmm. She finishes her rotation around you. Well... It's not every day that a well-educated, wealthy benefactor comes seeking something specific. Tell me, what are your needs? I am looking for... I don't know how to say it. He's looking for an incredibly smart child, either through intellect or through wisdom. Um, He realizes Mm -hmm. that he needs someone to make him ships. Mm -hmm. So if he could also have a kid who sits there and whittles him the perfect ship for his spells... Mm -hmm. That would also do him well. Excellent. She leads you to a room 
as you wait outside, you can hear her, like snapping instructions inside for a little while before she comes out, opens the door, and lets you in. And you can see uh, all the children lined up against all the walls in the room at full attention, sort of dressed in the same clothes. Um, nothing fancy again, pretty ordinary. And she will Are they walk all well-groomed, along. Or they're as well groomed as orphans can be when the orphans outnumber the the caretakers like twenty to one. Yeah. Um, so she'll walk down the list with you uh, and, you know, have has a little stick in a hand. She'll slap the ankles of anyone who's not standing up right enough or who's got, you know, the, the jacket slightly out of place. Um, and she will walk you through them all and point out the five of the 40 children assembled who might have the intellect and wisdom that you need. Uh, do you mind, my lady, if I ask them a few questions in a private room she dismisses the remainder of the children out to the backyard for an early recess and then shuts the door and stands in the room with you and the five remaining uh normal size them up Mm -hmm. um can you give me ages i guess yeah we have an eight-year-old an 11-year-old um Three-year-old, a fourteen-year-old, and another three-year-old. I'll look to the lady and ask, "How do you determine intellect when they're of such wee age?" These two have great potential. She I says nod. very flatly. Okay. And um, Nilrim will, over the course of, I guess. He'll give each of them an hour, um, 30 minutes mm-hmm. on the various tasks. He's looking for wisdom and intellect. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how you would give someone like a wisdom test. I guess he might ask him to whittle like their, he'll, he'll bring one of his small ships down. He'll put it on there. He'll give him a knife and he'll give him a piece of like wood and mm-hmm. ask him to do their best. Um, and okay. he'll, I guess, determine off of that. If that skill is something that. Yeah. Artistic abilities are often tied to wisdom. So that works well. Uh, and let's see over here. The first one will have nine int and 13 wisdom. The 11 year old will have 13 int and 13 wisdom. It's pretty good. Bad. That is pretty good. Um, the three year old has six and seven, but like he's three. That might he's be, three. that might be great potential, you know, yeah. but at the moment it's still just a three year old. Um, the 14 year old is actually dumb as a brick, uh, you know, like four int and about 10 wisdom seems really out of place here. And the last three year old is quite smart, um, very well spoken, surprisingly well put together, uh, understands like the, the purpose of the test you're handing him, even though he's only three years old, he has seven int and five wisdom. So what am I thinking there? I guess. It's a three-year-old. Well, it would probably take ten years to get them to be a spellcasting apprentice. Unless they're really good, in which case you might be able to get them some spells in seven years? No, I'm shrugs. There's nobody here, uh, even with enough wisdom for him to care. Mm. Uh, He will thank the lady and thank the children for their time and uh, begin his way out. 
I'll ask her, I guess, as I leave. Were there any children that you uh, maybe adopted out that you feel like were exceptionally special? Maybe one that comes to mind? She muses for a moment. No. Not one of them. Unexceptional as a lot. No nods. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. And I'll head out. And out you go. John, meanwhile, is back at the tavern, having written his note. That's right. It's finished. It's perfect. I'm going to roll a charisma check because I want to know if if I feel like she's lying. Sorry. Mm, She's not lying, but she seems super strict and like everything needs to be in a tight order. And she's wearing a ring of Malchus. And she also seems kind of creepy and weird. Um, There's definitely something off about the mistress at the orphanage. But she's not not lying. Find out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm back in the tavern. Has it just been a few hours? I've just finished writing the thing. Yep. Uh, looks pretty good. Perfect. It's perfect. I stand up and I take my empty glass and make my way to the bar. Barkeep, mm-hmm. I've finished. Please display this in the most central location you can find. I shall pay you handsomely for the privilege. Yep. And he uh, takes it and he heads over to a cork board um, and pins it up there next to a couple of other signs. Does mine, like, does it pop? I'm willing to roll a check. Yeah, I need you to make Please, me a yeah. wisdom check. This sounds like you're a child who just, like, drew a thing and now they're putting it on the the fridge. I Well, I'm going to argue for charisma, Neil. I feel like charisma would be about. We just talked here. about how artistic ability comes out of this wisdom. That's okay. But it's not just artistic ability, it's also like Okay, fine. That, that's Wait, how about we do both? And then you take Oh, oh it, it pops pops. It pops and locks. Right. Yeah. I look at it there as the man pins it up and say, you know, do you think you could put it more in the center? Maybe move some of those other ones around. I would like at you. I, I can pay. Pulls out the pin. Moves it slightly, puts the pin back in, and uh, begins to head back to the bar. When a sailor comes by and sort of rips it off the pin and holds it up and goes, Huh. He looks at you. You know who this uh, Captain John is? Only the best goddamn pirate this place has ever seen. Put that back up there, son. You can read with your eyes. Pins it back up there. Plenty of booty. Yeah, yeah. Are you Captain John? I am Captain John. Come on, let me buy you a drink. What did you yeah. say your name was? You, you like Mac. booty, son? You My like name booty, is... Mac? I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> That's right. Everyone likes booty. Here, what are you drinking? Ale? I'm drinking whatever you're buying. Go. Two ales, please, barkeep. And how much do I owe you for the, uh, the notice board? Uh, barkeep just holds up, you know, two... Two fingers for you. I give him two gold. That is the wrong currency, but he accepts it. Yeah. I was about to ask, do you think you ever get to people with that? Like, two fingers, they give him two silver instead of two copper? They're probably. 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 Probably the best way for a barkeep to ever do that. 
Because then if you get a fancy noble stumbling in, they'll be like, oh, here's two gold. You know? Yeah, they'll be embarrassed, yeah. Wow. Genius. Or Anton comes in and gives them, like, two mithril. Two plat, yeah, two mithril. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Here you go, Mac. I slide him over the drink. Macked with a T at the end of it. Macked with a T. Nice. How'd you get here? Well, that's a big question. You see, on the Sea of Life, Captain John, there's a mm. lot of waves. That's and true. It all starts back when I was just a wee lad working on my parents' fishing boat out of Milfaldur. And he launches in to a life story that takes a good 45 minutes. I um, listen to it happily. The long and short no, of it. We'll probably shove up, show up. Is, yeah, is that he's always sort of hung out in the ocean. Um, and he was recently picked up by pirates who lived near Thairdon's Rock and worked for them for a little bit until they sort of disbanded and he made his way back to Milfaldur, fished for a little while, didn't really want to do it anymore, uh, made his way to Weatherlight on a ship trying to um, load cargo on and off, got tired of doing that job and has been looking for the right sailing job that speaks to him. He's tired of all the heavy lifting. You know, he's tired of the fish smell. He wants money on the sea, but no one will give him any responsibility because he's just some some lowly guy. Just oh, that's some... a fascinating story, Macht. I have to say, I've heard many a tale and many a bar across the land, but this one, it speaks to me. You know, you're a man, you're, you're going places. You know, you've you kind of remind me of myself a little bit back in the day when I was younger, you know, when I was just getting started. I can see a lot of myself in you and... I think you're just the man for the job. What do I? What do you say? You want a job? I want a job. Yeah. Well, where are we going? Well, Macht, I'm afraid. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to do any, you know, coastal raiding where my family is. You know that? I'm don't want to. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm currently. I look around. I lean in and whisper and say, "Well, actually, I've got a, a secret base hidden within the depths of the Dardens." Unbeknownst to any of the authorities there, we fly under the radar. Get right out. No, no, uh, I can smell bullshit from a mile away. <laughs> Secret base in the Dardens, but you're over here recruiting. Where's the rest of your crew, huh? There's got to well, be two. Where's the, wh what's the job, huh? What's the, what's the catch? We're in the Do I have Dardens to like buy in? Do I have to buy, like pay you a hundred gold for the right to be no, on your no, ship no, no. and then arrive tomorrow after your ship has sailed away? There is a, there is a price, but not one that you pay in gold. Or silver. Or even copper for them. Not one you pay in coins, I mean. Or like other things that are valuable. I mean, you pay with your soul, Macht. You pay with your soul. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, I've made some deals. I've made deals with barons, with counts. I've even made deals with kings, but I made a deal with the devil, Macht. My soul. Well, let's just say it's currently on the table. And oh, I need God. some people to fight by my side. But to get your soul back. That's right. It's a life of adventure and glory. And if we win, and when we win, the riches, the prestige will be unbound. You'll have islands to call your own, Macht. Not just a small hovel on some shitty fishing village, but a whole island could be yours. Now, what do you say? When this I place think kicks off, you're 30% bullshit and 70% honest. I don't think I'm going to end up with an island of my own, but I think it's going to be a hell of an adventure. I'm on board. That's right. 
That's the kind of ratio I was going for, about 30-70. That's right. Well, when this thing kicks off in three days' time, when the whole of this town is gathered here to hear me speak, I'm going to need someone to make sure the crowd doesn't get too overly anxious, you know, pressing forward and that. You're going to have to be my uh, my security man whilst we're here in Weatherlight. Yeah, I can do that. I think now is when Nilrum Drink in Hand arrives at the table if he wants to arrive. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Here He'll, you are, uh, Nilrum. Give the guy a look up and down. Talking about strange deals. This is my wizard, Nilrum. Nilrum, this is Macht, our first recruit. Is it Welcome true? To the crew. Is it true when you're a pirate you can just make up a last name for yourself? I've always wanted a last name. Damn, I don't want to laugh. That's what he did. Yeah? That's what I did. <laughs> uh, what's your last name? Winters. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you feeling for your last name? Ruck. Ruck. Mack Truck. Mack Truck. Okay. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Works. Mm. Mm. Well, Norm, um, let me tell Max, let me tell you a few things about Norm. Don't get on his bad side. He's uh he's quick to anger and fast to act. But Norm will take a swig and I'll be like, yeah. Cause I'll fucking kill you if you do, and then I'll laugh a little bit. <clears throat> but let me tell you, he's a good guy to have on your side in a fight. So that's why we keep him around. Alright. Your town is great, town, right? Uh one town over, <laughs> Milfeldur. Mostly dwarves these days. Oh my god, these cyclops, they crawled out of the ground and started attacking the walls. Gee, this whole this whole country is going to hell. Cyclops, Cyclops everywhere. When's there going to be someone to come save this whole uh, continent? That's why we uh, Yeah, I think it's just going to go. I think it's going to go kaput. Trip to the Dardens away from here sounds exactly. fantastic. Yeah, well, you said I was just before Norum came back to you had asked why we didn't have a crew. Truth is that uh, our last adventure out there in the open seas, we hijacked a military grade vessel from. Uh, well, it came from Tide's End, and unfortunately, I made a deal with the crew that I couldn't see them. I wasn't going to just force them into service, so a lot of them, they've left and made their own way, but I need some more crew to take me back. Hmm. Well, I can do yeah. it. I can raise and lower sails. I can knot ropes. I can row if need be, although I'm kind of tired of that rowing shit. I can swab decks. I can climb ropes. I got a good eye. Well, you might do a bit of rowing here and there, especially on the way back. But uh, once we get we've got there, some, we've got some magic that means that maybe your rowing arm can stay nice and relaxed. Great, great. And I think um, John is enjoying lapping this up, so I will drink with Mark Rook <laughs> for, the, for the rest of the day, really, unless Norum's got something that is important that we need to do. I don't think so. He went to the orphanage here. He's probably going to go to the one in Redport, and then he's going to talk to the other guy, Merlin, before we kill him about uh, so-and-so. Oh, and the reason that he said it is because their power waned when they got really far away, and they had to turn around. So he's thinking that there's no fucking way that the guy is going to know. Yeah. That's what Nilram... That's where Nilram's... uh, That's why he felt comfortable saying it. Just a heads up for the... Chat. Oh, I, I see. You mean. There's true. no way that there's no way that Rohi would know that you said it. There's no way that Rohi he feels like will know that he said it because his power went to a minimum a spot. He thinks. Ah, so. uh, interesting. I think John would be interested in that if you mentioned it, but you probably don't. I don't think he does. Um, 
So I'm I'm we've got all the stuff to do, so we can skip ahead to the meeting with all the people, or if we've got other stuff that happens in Weatherlight, we can we can do Why that. don't we take our first break right here and when we come back we will see who else you can recruit in Weatherlight. See you guys on the other yeah. side. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tides of Death. Our party is in Weatherlight. They're gathering new sailors. Right. Right. Well, are you going to get him here? Yeah, yes. <clears throat> Three days in the future. I tell the barman that, like, I'm asking if we can, like, open the bar a bit early whenever I've set this time to be so that I can have, like, a meeting here with people before. Well, we can just do it outside the bar or something. Just do it outside, because he's not opening the bar yeah. early for you. It's got to wake yeah, up, yeah. so crumble, rumble. We do it outside. So what I want is I'm going to have, like, a little box, like, just an upturned crate that I'm going to stand mm -hmm. on. I'm going to have people gather in front. I'm going to have Mact and Nilrim sort of stood by my side, and then I'm going to speak to them, and then, yeah. So I wait, you know. How loud and is the alarm? How loud is an alarm spell? Hmm. Pretty loud, I think. Let's see. It is... The spell lets out a loud ringing that can be heard clearly within a 60-foot radius. Reduce the radius by 10 feet for each interposing door and 20 feet for each interposing wall. So if you're within 60 feet, you can definitely hear it clearly. If you're beyond 60 feet, I think um, it just becomes increasingly less clear. Okay, never mind. You can definitely hear it further than 60 feet, though, right? Yeah, it just, but I think 60 feet that is the, there's no question you can hear yeah. it. Okay, I mean, I'll, he'll do it then. One of his spells, he'll do alarm, and he'll just cause it to go off um, to get people's attention. Ah, nice. clever. Yeah. The alarm will ring, and all will gather. Okay, I stand upon my sacred box. I've got Nilrim on one side, I've got Mac looking me on the other. I clear my throat. <clears> Avast <throat> ye, seekers of adventure. Jexel surely shines upon you today, but you have ale in your hands. There's free drinks, right? Mm -hmm. And look in your loins. You find yourself before famed captain and feared pirate John Winters of the Crimson Fists, the Scourge of Solemn, the Devil of I the Dardanes, him, uh, him a nudge. and the greatest pirate to ever pillage the shores of Arcadia. Wait, what's the nudge? No, he gives him another nudge. He wants to, he'll whisper you. What about me? <laughs> I, I, you know, I've got a script. <laughs> Gets you at the end. <laughs> if you seek a life of adventure, glory and riches, then you've come to the right place. Typically, I would only invite the most dangerous and the most fearsome pirates to join my crew. But today, you have a unique opportunity. My wizard and I here have recently come into possession of a military-grade ship from the Armory of Tide's End. However, I lack the crew to man it. I'm desperate. I have space for up to 50 of you. You can man my vessel and return with me to my secret pirate base deep within the bowels of the Dardens. Recruits will be paid handsomely treated well and provided training in seafaring and martial matters from the best in the business if you are refugees from the horrors of gade isle fleeing the demons of heatstroke or just bored with a mundane life then raise your hands and my wizard here shall pick you from the crowd wow that's amazing give me a charisma check okay I don't how super amazing is it 
You get 28 hands that shoot up. Norm will go like Vanna White and pick people from the crowd. Great. Um, now, we can have a little character, little mini character building session where you grab some people and we roll some stats and we randomly determine some extra non-weapon proficiencies and we can sort of flesh out your crew right here. Or we can totally skip that. We can just say you pick some people and we'll deal with fleshing them out at a later date. Um, Let's pick some people and flesh them out later. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You go through the crowd. You pick out of these 28, the half that you think are probably going to be better suited for this. So you get 14. I think we need 20 people, right? We need more. Well, no, we need like 40 people, right? Well, you have these 14 plus, uh, it was maybe 20 that stayed with you from the first crew. 23? So yeah, yeah. When you said we need 60, I thought you said. 60, I think, is your total, your full crew size. <clears throat> so we've got 30, let's call it 37 right now. So you need another 23. Um... We could stick around, like... I'm honestly kind of disappointed in this group of people that more of them don't want to sign up after such a rousing speech. I guess they just came for the free drinks, those fucks. Um, yeah. Well, also, you know, it usually takes more than one moment to recruit some folks. You yeah. could build day. off of this we'll success. Mm-hmm. We'll do it another day. Yeah. I mean, so how many people were walking by right here, right? got to be a small well, no, fraction the, of the good the sailors in the bar right the one note captain one note in we'll one bar for three days you gotta let's, i got a good idea fine. captain let's go yeah, hang let's... out near the sheriff's office that's gonna be where all the de- delinquents are coming out of and then as people come out we ask them Mact, why don't you go and hang out by the sheriff's office and have a word with any rapscallions coming out ah. there who look like they're at a loose end Aye, aye, Captain. And he scurries off. I think I know of a few people who might be interested, Captain. Let me go and uh, let me go recruit a few more. You're right, though. We should do another recruitment day. I say um, to the to the 13 that have come forward. To um, it seems that you guys have made the right decision. Our ship is in the docks, and here I have your uh, signing on bonus. And I'll give them all a gold coin. No, ten silver coins. Mm. Give them all ten silver coins. They're excited. They take the coins. I, t- I I make sure that everyone else can see the the very generous signing on bonus that mm. you usually mm-hmm. you wouldn't usually get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say uh, we'll be here for a few more days. Perhaps time for the rest of you to change your mind and see the light. Uh, for the you, you can enjoy yourselves in the town or make your goodbyes. For we shall be leaving soon. They will go make their goodbyes. And you can find... Normal. An... Head off. Um, telling the captain he was going to go find some people. And he's going to go back to the orphanage. But he's going to go there at night. Okay? Mm. He has spider climb. And he has knock. So he should be able to, in his mind, spider climb in there into the kids' room and ask about... I am sure I saw all, like, 50 kids, right? There were some older ones, yeah? Totally, yeah. Okay, that's who we want. We want the older ones down on their luck, who've been rough and tumbling through the orphanage system, sadly. And I'm going to give them a good life. You know, they might not be the brightest, but they might be the... burliest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah. So that night, Nilrum 
is going to travel back to the orphanage. Yeah, he'll just walk there. Um, no need to be... Oops. No need to be coy about it. Um, yeah. Nobody's going to fuck with him on the streets. He's pretty com uh, confident in himself. So yeah, he walks there. Yeah, you make your way to the orphanage on the far side of town. It's surrounded by some trees. There's a little path that leads up to it. It's an old brick building, sort of worn down, only a single story. Um, you can see the headmistress's office and the window in it. Um, it's all darkened in there. You can see the, the front window door. like a wooden or? Um, it is like bricks of glass about a foot tall by about a foot wide. Okay. Um, with like a, some trellising between them. Uh, you can see, you know, what would have been the classroom that you saw earlier, and then the light on the far end of the building must be the dormitory. It must be where the kids sleep. Because it's still on. Or maybe it's where one of the staff sleeps? There's a light on on the far side of the, the building. Um, is there a chimney? Yes, there are um, four chimneys scattered about on the rooftop. Norm will cast Spider Climb on himself, which will last nine minutes mm -hmm. he's going to climb up the building mm -hmm. super fast i assume yeah you scamper and up to the roof instantly santa claws himself down the chimney how do you fit down the chimney uh i will well i would have taken it large actually so do that um can i not fit down the chimney no way Shitty not without building. making Is like a anywhere... shit ton of noise and like cursing and scraping and Shitty building, is there anywhere for me to um, enter from the roof? Mm, let's make a die roll, see if it's your lucky day or not. Feeling lucky. It is not your lucky day. There are some worn areas of the roof, but nothing loose enough that you could pull it up and slip inside. Okay. Um, he will shimmy down the building upon seeing that mm -hmm. and try the back door. Hmm. Uh, the back door is locked. Okay, he will creep around like a creeper and look and see if he can find the dormitory. Yes. Um, the light that is on, you can sort of get a, a gentle view of it at, when you're close to the wall. And you can see that must be the headmistress's head room because she's up there sitting at a desk writing. Um, but another window nearby that is darkened, you can like cup and view through and see that it is the dormitory uh, double bunk beds stacked all over the place. 50 kids? Are yes. any awake? Give me... Uh, yeah! You'll see that one of them is like, hold the blanket up to their eyes and is staring at you. I will pull out a few gold coins and like do small taps on the window and show it to them and like go like this. Give them a, a morale check. See how terrified they are of the strange man with the golden yes. coins who comes in the night and lures children away. Oh, killer morale on this kid. The kid hurries over to the window um, and finds a, a latch in the whole window, sort of like squeaks out. How old is he? This. Young girl is only six years old. She hello. looks at you. I say hello. Hi. Where did You're the, the man uh, from earlier? A nod. Where do the older kids bunk? 
here? And she sort of like points to this room. Normal step in, mm-hmm. handing her one gold piece that he takes off his sheet. Probably more wealth than she's ever seen in her life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'll whisper to her. Mm-hmm. You need to hide this and keep it from all the other kids. Don't even let the headmistress know about this. This might get you out of a jam one. And um, I will go over and with a very low voice. I'm trying to not be loud. And I know uh-huh. that the walls aren't very good here. I will gather the kids, um, pushing them and like waking them and like telling them shush and like telling them to follow. Um, tell me if anybody does anything crazy. Uh, well, let's see. The first few will be the, the telling few. I'm probably going to... Sorry. Let me say it this way. I'm going to wake up the biggest kid. I'm going to tell him what's going on, and I'm going to tell him to get the other kids and come have a chat with me, and I'll hand him a gold piece. How old is Nilrum? 19. Old enough okay. to know better. <laughs> yeah, old enough, yeah, to, old know enough better. to know better. But still young enough that they might see him as like a large adolescent and not as like a... Not a creepy old 40-year-old. Yeah, yeah you're not like some aged man walking in here. You're, you're, you could be an orphan who just got away recently. Yeah. Um, they have a little empathy for your oddities and surprisingly, with good dice rolls on your side, um, soon the children will be assembled. Some of them look absolutely scared shitless. Uh, some most of them seem kind of confused and like, why the fuck am I awake right now? This I hate. I'm supposed to be asleep. I will speak to them. Um, I assume they'll come out with me. Out into the. Will they come out of the window with me? Like I don't know if there's a tree nearby that we can uh, show at. I mean, if not, we can talk in the room. Yeah, you could probably coax them outside, but uh, we'll talk in the room. Yeah. Greetings. My name is Nilrum. I was once just like uh, each and every one of you. However, I have come tonight to offer you guys a chance of a lifetime. I am a a pirate. A pirate Mm -hmm. wizard, in fact. And me and my captain are here in his old stomping grounds recruiting for our new mission. And because I'm such a generous soul, I thought that a few of you might be interested and want to leave this life behind. Would anyone like to join us and set sail for the Dardans and start anew? This will be a life of piracy and, you know, do freedom, doing whatever you want. You can, you can have a last name if you choose. You can be noble. And he'll pull out the gold and say, everybody who comes with me willingly... I will give one gold to as a uh, sign-on bonus. You get absolutely zero replies or responses in the affirmative. In the affirmative, they all he'll just wait, sort of stare at you weird. Listen, yeah, he'll wait. See if anybody says anything and he speaks up. Uh-uh. Not a one. The dice are not with you today. Fine, Norm is confident in sitting there and staring at them until somebody speaks <laughs> eventually the oldest child in the room this guy's got to be like 16 or something uh, breaks and says can we go back to bed now 
Ilmeral, look at him. You would... You would rather be an orphan forever? Destined to be poor than joint? Can't bring my parents back, right? Well... Once an orphan, always an orphan. That's what the headmistress says. That might be what she says, but... Uh, my crew were more like family. See, I didn't have anybody before I found them. And now I have four people that I'd call brothers. Archie. <clears throat> His name's John. Sale. And uh, our monkey, Seymour. If you join us, you'll finally have a family. I know it can't one bring of them, your parents back, but it might be the next best thing. One of them speaks up and says, Lady Mildred says this is our family. I'll ask him, do you feel like this is a family? Do you feel at home here? Yeah, they say uncertainly. Well, I'm not going to force any of you to come here. <clears throat> Another kid speaks up and says, we should ask Malchus. No one will smile at that. Yeah, it's a great idea. Let's get together in a circle and ask Malchus. The Go ahead. The whole pack of kids hurriedly run to the far side of the room um, <laughs> where one of them... Uh, lights a candle and you can see that there is a shrine to Malchus set up here in the orphanage and they quickly form a like three ringed circle of people who are sitting kneeling and standing in front of this like altar of Malchus with his symbol engraved on the floor and the wall in front of them um, like this Nilram is something that they must practice all the time put his hand in his robe and thumb a um, crystal rod a glass rod Uh-huh. I'm waiting. Uh, they begin a prayer to Malchus, a, a very formal, ritualized, you know, the, the great father before us who created all humans, Malchus, uh, the, you know, the one who sets us free, who guides us through, the, through our lostness. Um, please help guide us and give us wisdom for our, our next course of action. Um, and then one of the kids steps forward and sprinkles some sand in front of the candles, which flare a little bit, and says, Malchus, Malchus, should we go with this strange man? And the candles sort of flicker and flutter. And no, he looks back smile. to you and goes, I, uh, I don't know how to interpret the flames. Lady, Lady Mildrich always says what it means. Oh, just ask again. He loves being channeled. Hey, try it again. And I'll, Malchus, tell him, Malchus. I'll say, all of you kids, you should you should all chant his name. And Nilram at this point will probably start to uh, head for the window. Mm -hmm. The children are loudly praying to Malchus in their three-ringed circle, tossing uh, burning sand into the flames. What do you do with the the rod when you get to the window. He just, he holds it for a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. Malchus, Malchus, father ahead, show us the way. What should we you know, do? Malchus really pissed Norm off in the past. And now Malchus has a whole fucking crew of children here worshiping him. 
Nilrim's not too fucking happy with this, but don't think he's going to lightning bolt a bunch of kids. <clears throat> so Nilrim will step out of the window. Much easier to just magic missile him, really. I didn't take that. <laughs> it would have been easier, yeah. A lot of magic missiles, you know? Like 50 of these buggers. All right. I'm the greatest wizard alive. I need you to tell me if this will work. Is it raining? What's the weather like today? Is it sunny? Well, it's nighttime, so it's dark, um, but it is not overcast. It's like partially cloudy. You can see most of the stars in the sky. Okay. Not going to kill the kids. However, if you cast a web spell... Mm-hmm. And you lightning bolted the web spell. Mm-hmm. The web spell should catch on fire, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. If you cast a Good web enough. spell into a building that has torches and candles and fireplaces roaring, the webs will also catch on fire. Casting it inside city limits, especially inside of buildings, is a very dangerous thing. I know. No room leaves. <clears throat> he thinks about it. He thinks if this is how he wants to get his revenge on Malchus... He says, fuck, fuck that. And he just heads out. None of the Great. kids wanted to join. That's Great. Um, I would like to... Okay, two things. My 13 recruits. Mm -hmm. I want to, like, write out some little, like, business card kind of things that just say adventure, riches, glory on one side. And then when you turn them over, it says, like, a location and a time in three days. So I want to have them making these. Right. And then I also want to find like someone who's willing to paint my poster, but on like a wall of a building. Right. And then you're gonna now John is a, a wise enough pirate to know that you can't paint pirates wanted on the side of a building oh, without getting no, yourself no, no, no. in serious trouble with the law. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Two things. If this is a pirate town. That's the thing that's already been established. It's not like, I'm not saying it's like a pirate fort or whatever, but there's pirates here. So the authorities are already kind of turning a blind eye to pirates. And two, the post doesn't say pirates. It just says looking for crew for adventure, right? Looking for crew for adventure. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I just want to make sure it doesn't say, you know, hiring pirates. There might be pirates that work out of Weatherlight, but they usually try to keep as low of a profile yeah. as possible, you know? But it's kind of like it's kind of like thieves count, but pirates count. You know, there's enough clues sure. in the poster, yeah, without outright saying it. But this is what I'm envisioning: in three days' time, there's been this mural on a wall somewhere. I'm going to buy a shitload of beer so that I can have my guys like handing out the beer to people in the crowd. I'm going to have like Nilrim using spells to be like, "Free beer, free beer." You know, like people. I want a crowd, and I'm going to re-deliver my speech. And this time, Whoa, we get wow. crew we need. Okay, now we're advertising to the whole town. We're painting on buildings. We're passing out free beer. Uh, you are sure to get a large group of people coming to you this time. Yeah. But you're going to get a large group of people coming to you this time, Nick. 
you are going to have not just sailors. You're going to have onlookers. Anyone who just wants a free beer, you're definitely going to end up with like a certain amount of town guard who have arrived because something is happening in town that no one knows about. And uh, someone should be there to keep an eye on it. There'll be a couple of nights around. They can have some beer as well. Yeah, Yeah, there's going to be some nobles who are parked out in, um, you know, upper story windows looking down. What is this interesting little peasant gathering that's happening over here? Oh, look, the seamen are up to something. Oh, we should go watch and see what they're doing. Um, So this is going to be a bit of an event. This is exactly why I was envisioning the first time. I want an event. Are we going to get new spells because it's a new day? Yeah, Yeah, this will be in like two or three days' time. Okay. Yeah, you will have a crowd of maybe 2,000 people gathered here. That must be half the town population. Oh, 2,000. Yes. Oh, shit. Norm, is there any way that you can uh, make me louder? Yes. I got you. Worry not. Amazing. Nilrim will enlarge you by 60%. Oh, yeah, so cool. <clears throat> um, so I will do the speech again. I'm happy to, I'll happily do it again if you guys like, but it's mostly the same as before. But I, I deliver it in the most impressive and, uh, you know, enticing way that I possibly can. And then I'm assuming now we can be a little bit more picky about who we're going to take because... Mm-hmm. No, no we'll look out. Is the orphanage lady there? Yes. Yes, if you you've got time to pick out the crowd because you're you're here watching it gather for a little while before he gives a speech, and so with that amount of time, you can pick her out in the crowd. She is certainly here, um, and behind her, in like a little gaggle, all holding a single rope, is the crowd of fifty children plus the other two people who work there. The the um, what do you call them? The cook and the other caretaker. They're all here, and all the children are holding one rope in the crowd. Normal whispered to the captain that he has to go and do something, and he'll uh, run off as yeah, the captain's I mean, doing his speech. Well, it's probably before, maybe. People are gathering, you know. You want to do it I while the my... speech is happening, or do you want to just do it no. when it's convenient? I'm going to do it while the speech is happening, because oh, okay. it's fine. a semi-time important. Got it, got it. <laughs> He's going um, to the orphanage place, and he is going to go and check the lady's desk. He doesn't feel uh, there's some right shit going on here. Gotcha. He's going to go sack that place. And All if right. you need, he has knock. Well, Nick, I want yes. you to make me a charisma check at advantage this time, because you've given this speech before, and now you're more prepared. You've got this. Yeah, I've got this. Okay. Ooh. Okay, I'll take a 34. A 34, and we have 2,000 people. 34 times 20. Um, You will get uh, 60 volunteers when this is done. And as you're looking out over this crowd of 60 volunteers, you'll see that not all of them are sailors, right? Some of these are local townsfolk who have heard the call to adventure that you would have to train. Um, Some of them are proper sailors. I will get rid of anyone who looks like like they wouldn't make it. Like, they're just not cut out for it in terms of their constitution, if you know what I mean. Like, they'd be thrown up on the ship and that they'd want to give up. Yeah, you even quickly trim not, like, 20 trained, weaklings. <clears throat> but even if they're not, like, <clears throat> trained sailors or whatever, I'll still take them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so I get about 40 people then. Yeah, plus the you trim it. From before, plus plus the 14 from before, plus Matt, Ruck, 
and right, um, the 23 that were on the ship uh, yeah. previously. So 15 tw- and 23 is 38, and 40 is 78. 78. Great, more than enough people. I mean, mm-hmm. the ship's not going to, the ship can carry that many people, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, and there is some wisdom in having more extra people crew. than you need. Yeah, extra crew can be useful, especially if you're going to be pirating. Okay, I will splash out another 400 silver to pay you their Ooh. signing on bonuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great. And uh, I will direct them to the ship and they can make themselves comfortable. We're going to be leaving mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And as this is beginning to wind down, who should wander over to you but the sheriff of the city, of the town? So I'm probably, like, uh, making a joke with some people and, like, you know, exchanging stories when the sheriff is behind me. Yeah. She's 5'8", 126 pounds, 36 years old, and you can see she wears an amulet of tempos around her neck. Um, and she's got uh, two town guard on either side of her. I start looking around for Nilrim. He's nowhere to be seen. Her chainmail oh, glints in the light. Her sword's at her side. She's got a squire a few feet behind her with a shield. Why you hello there? Drink? You still got a bit of beer left over if you guys want one. You must be the famous Captain John Winters. Guilty is charged. Where's the ship, Captain John Winters? In the dock. Would my, you uh, my please fees are paid up. hand over anything that one might need in order to operate, equip, man, or own the ship? Excuse me? This isn't... I thought this was the free lands of Eridon. I'm used to this kind of treatment in the Dardens. Am I not allowed to dock a ship here? Stolen ships? Certainly not. They must be reclaimed for their rightful owners. I'm afraid I don't know where any stolen ships are, so... We've talked to a couple of people who attended your last gathering. Heard some stories about you. They say tell Uh, that you took this ship from someone on the high seas. I, uh... Can we go somewhere a bit private? I've got a reputation to a I think this is a great place to have a conversation, don't you? And she kind of makes a motion with her shoulders and her guards begin to, like, surround you. Not at, like, an uncomfortable distance, but, you know, they've the yeah. one behind you, one on each of your sides. Listen, I'm a showman. A man's got to have stories. You know, I was talking to Rapscallions, the ruffians from the fishbowl. Of course I uh, armed up how I found the ship. Alas, the real story is not quite as exciting as you make it out to be. Mm, maybe we should go somewhere to have a more quiet conversation. Follow me. And she uh, turns on her heel and starts walking through the streets. And you feel someone sort of bump you from behind. Yeah, I mean, do my are my guys coming with me or what? Mm. Like I go, I go to walk off with them, but there is, you know, you've got some got... crew members. There is a following who's like, this is part two of the exciting day in the market. Like, yeah. what's going on? And is this guy for real? Is this all a bunch of show? Is he going to get arrested? We have to know. We got to know. And so they follow with you, while yeah. Nilram sneaks off to the orphanage. We'll get to the orphanage in just a minute. Um, she ta- walks down this as well. main city Nobody streets. 
brings you to the sheriff's station, holds the door open for you as her men bump you inside, leaving two outside to keep the crowd at bay. Sits down at a nice, cozy table. Uh, says, well, 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 Captain John Winters. Is that always your name? Uh, not always, no. But it's been that way for a while. Hmm. Listen, I'm not sure what's going on here. And, uh, most certainly, I've run afoul of the laws of many lands. But I'm mm-hmm. not aware that I've broke any laws here in Eridon this day. Good I rumor has that, it uh, that you stole a ship. Isn't that worth a well, chat? It's worth a chat, but can one really steal a ship in the open ocean? Does the laws of man and the land really apply out there on the high seas? Not that I did steal a ship, but let's say even if I had. Theft of a ship is theft of a ship. Indeed it is. But that doesn't mean that uh, any old sheriff can arrest me for it and claim my wares for their own. Could return stolen property to its rightful owner. Could um, seize it as a, a tool of the criminal trade. You know, um, civil for civil asset forfeiture is a strong practice alive today. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. All right, how much is this going to cost me? Are you trying to bribe me? Well, I was just trying to skip the, the foreplay, but no. Ask away. I happily answer your question, Sheriff. Uh, what, what is, what, what's your name? Sheriff Nottingham. Sheriff not. <laughs> Sheriff Nottingham. <laughs> well, sure. Please ask your questions. I'll be happily to answer them. I'm, I tell you, I've been mm-hmm. traveling in the mm-hmm. Dardens for the last year, and I'm used to uh, the scrutiny there. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like nothing you've ever seen. You say that you're taking a bunch of people and off for an adventure far away from here. That's right. And this is not a stolen ship. This is not a stolen ship, no. It was agreed to be handed over to me. Mm. Well, for what purpose? It was just in the best interest of both parties that I captained the ship going forward. Who was the former captain? The former captain was uh, a lovely lady. Didn't look too different to yourself. Um... We were eating dinner, and unfortunately, events transpired, and uh, situations changed, and she was no longer in a position to captain her ship going forward. And so the, her crew and uh, my crew that were there agreed that the best way forward was for me to captain the ship, bring it to land, allow the crew that wanted to leave to leave, and those that wanted to stay to stay. And... Uh, Everyone would be on their merry way. Hmm. Hmm. It sounds a lot like a story that we've heard. Although not so much man meets beautiful woman on the sea, gets the better position of her, and she gives him her ship. Not Hmm. quite in that detail. And uh, where are you going with all these sailors? Are you... Back to the Dardens. You sure you're not staying in Arcadia? I won't be staying in Arcadia, no. Why not? uh... What's wrong with Arcadia? I have business interests in the Dardens. I've been in Arcadia, you'll recognize from my accent. I spent quite a long time in Weatherlight. In fact, I think I fell afoul of your predecessor once or twice in my youth. 
in this mm -hmm. very city. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, my, my time in the my time in Arcadia has ended for now at least, and I'm facing a new chapter out in What's the What's wrong with Arcadia? Why why aren't you going to seek adventure along our coastlines here? There's plenty of wealth to be had, legal and illegal. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've noticed Nottingham, but there's a few headwinds to that kind of plan at the moment in Arcadia. I would first of all point you to the east in the city of uh, um, Heatstroke, where there is currently, mm. and I, I don't exaggerate this, I've seen it. Well, I've not seen it, but I've heard someone who spoke to someone who sort of kind of saw it, said that the, the, the ground grows with flesh and the eyes of great beasts look out from beneath it, spying on any who dare walk on its surface. Now, so it's too dangerous here for you. Well, I'm not finished, okay. To the southwest lies a great and fearsome red dragon, burning cities to asunder mm. by its whim, mm. with not a man or woman in the whole continent who can stand against it. Mm. I think mm. uh, the Dardens, on the other hand, is a very well-run place, you know. Every island has its own town guard, its own sheriff. The law and order there is of the utmost priority. I'm not saying that you would have taken a bribe, Nottingham, but I can tell you this. There's not a single sheriff in the Dardens that would take a bribe. Hmm. Well, then. You might like it. You know, if uh, if you're bored here. Someone no, no, like no. You, she gets up and like you. Uh, puts a, pats your shoulder a few times and sort of helps pull you up by your collar. Locks you back towards the jail cells and goes, I think I've got some new recruits for you then. And she points to these three overcrowded jail cells. They look like they're each meant to hold maybe two people, but each one's holding five. Isla? Yep. You don't want him? Let's just say there's some problems with the judicial system. Can't execute people when there's no king or queen around. Um, can't let them go. But they can join you in the Dardens. Okay, what did they do? I mean, unless your ship was stolen and needs to be confiscated immediately. No, of course not. No, I'd be happy to do the the people of my light of favor. But may Excellent. I ask these, these men and women here, what is it they did exactly? Pickpocket, thief, thief, murderer, suspected murderer, suspected serial killer. Can't quite prove it, though. Almost caught him red-handed. Blood on the hands, but there was a dead chicken nearby. Hard to tell. Um, let's see. Burglar. Uh, kidnapper. <clears throat> oh, I think that one back there shanked an old woman for some coins in the street. So mugger, I think, is the right term. The old mm -hmm. woman survived? Yes. Gods be praised. That's something I suppose, yeah. Well, listen, I've made friends with worse. I suppose I look them up and down. It wouldn't do me too much harm. They kind of smell. They're unclean. They're unwashed. They've been here a long time. Everyone's staring at you. Some guys are giving you, like, mean looks with their teeth sticking out. Someone else is, like, completely missing an eye, but they put, like, a, a small, like, egg in where their eye would be, and they kind of, like, rotate the egg around so the spots can rotate through. They look um, like a mean lot. Nangin, can I have a chat? In private. She walks back to the desk and sits down. The 
prisoners are sort of in your shot. If you're quiet, they won't hear you. I can see the predicament that you've got here. I really, I sympathize. Now, I'm not sure that all of these people here are going to be fit for my crew, especially not in that current state. Mm. Let's talk about a couple of things here. You might have to get rid of them on an island on the way there, yeah. Can we get a few buckets of water and clean them up? Is that something we can manage before they leave here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, to the point you just made, that I think that makes me feel a lot better, actually. You know, if they were to get... Because people like this, you know, you can't trust them. Maybe they won't come back in time. Maybe we'll have to leave without them. Maybe they'll get lost. She shrugs. Once they're out of the city and not coming back, it's no longer my concern what happens to them. My responsibility ends to the taxpayer. Well, we have a deal. I off to shake a hand. She stands up and shakes her hand. Glad we have a deal. Uh, may I go and address them? Please. Uh, she heads over to the other people and has them get some buckets, and they'll bring in cold water and splash them down. Listen, you lot. You filthy, you scum of the earth. The things you've done, by all accounts, you should be rotting in the lowest dungeon in all the lands. But today is your lucky day. For Jexel, Martha, and all the gods shine their light down upon you, and they have brought me, your savior, to rescue you from this dreary existence you face. I have an offer for you. You can stay here and rot in this jail cell until the end of your days, or you can pledge right now to commit your life to me and my ship and come with me on a great adventure to redeem yourselves, your family name, make glory, riches, and have great adventures. What do you say? Uh, A woman kind of screeches from the back. How big's your ship, boy? Big enough. Never had any complaints. I seem bigger! She calls out. Yep, yeah, perhaps you have. I wouldn't doubt it. That sort of sends a chuckle through the rest of everyone else, and yeah, one by one, yeah, yeah, you're sure, I'll join, I'll join, I'll join. Fantastic. Um, they all seem pretty excited. Except for the um, the one screechy woman in the back who, as everyone, you know, gets washed up and comes out of the cells, lays across the bench at the back of her cell. She's got, like, you know, kind of a crooked nose. Her hair's all wiry and gross. She's got a really nasty attitude, and she, like, looks you up and down with, like, her teeth falling out, doing the, like, I'm checking you out, looking you up and down, but it's, like, really off-putting. Yeah, it's a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, is, she, is she, like, not coming, this one? She's sort of lounging and watching, soaking wet from when buckets of water were tossed at her. Um, you like what you see, baby? She crones at you. Sheriff, maybe you could keep this one. Nope, nope, nope. Can't wait to get rid of this one. I tell you what, love. Um, not really my type, but I know a couple of people that... Oh, come on, sweetie. You know you want it. I'm afraid, uh, I'm afraid not. But like I said, there's plenty of men on the ship who've, uh, well, to put it impolitely, they're desperate. So I'm sure you'll find work, you know, and I'll pay you anyway. So well, close your legs and stand desperate up. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And she hops up and he's got these like heavy skirts that she wears. She brings them up a little bit and gives you a, a kind of a crude curtsy. Um, walks past you out the door and then like slips an arm around your waist and says, come on, Captain. Why don't you take me to the big chambers? All right, let's go. I will, uh, I, once I get out of the sheriff's office, I, I like scope out the first one of my like crew guys that's still there. Like get this, get this woman away. 
clean her up. The guy takes a look at her, looks at you, looks at her, kind of grumbles and offers to help her out. She snaps at him for, like, you know, trying to take her away. Seems to be have a real nasty attitude, this one. Yeah, well, I get away from her. Um, I, like, break away from her, and I'll turn around and address the the freed prisoners and the men that were there and say, all right, these are also joining the crew. Now, a lot of you, just just because the rest of them weren't behind bars doesn't mean that they ain't never done anything wrong in their life, and this is a fresh start. I'm not going to judge you for what you've done in the past as long as you're loyal now and you follow my rules. You don't make a fool of me when we're in on land. And then you've got my blessing until the day you lose it. Is that a deal? It's a deal. Everyone's on board. All right. And then, you know, I take everyone back to the ship, basically, and get everyone ready. We're going to be... We'll be leaving in the morning. So find somewhere to sleep. Get comfortable. Find a job you can actually do. I'm going to be mm-hmm. coming around on the deck in the morning before we leave making sure everyone's got something useful to do. So if you can't, raise a sail. If you can't, be a lookout and find something to clean. Excellent. Everyone goes to work. And meanwhile, on the other side of town, far away from all of these shenanigans, Nilrum finds himself at the orphanage. Right? Oh yeah, this side of town's super quiet. Half the town's emptied out to the docks right now. There ain't nothing happening over here. No one grabs the door. He assumes mm-hmm. it's locked. Um, yes, it is locked. Uh, it's a shitty building, right? Yeah. I'm going to try and just break the door. Make open me an doors open doors check. check, yeah. Is that a d20? It is a d20. You want your open doors check or lower? So you want low? Okay, I fucked it up. Yeah. So he is going to then instead just use knock. Oof. The door knocks open. And he goes inside. He knows where the room is. He mm-hmm. goes right there. Yep. You make your way to the headmistress's office. The door to it is unlocked. You can walk on in. It's a small room. There's a single, excuse me, single bed in here as well. Uh, are Little there table. torches on or candles on? Or is it just no. completely dark? No. It's, uh, there's some light coming in through the window, but that's it. Okay. It's dingy. No room is going to ransack the office. Ah. Uh, yeah, you find a bunch of crap related to the management of the office, right? Just, you know, we've got this many children, this many beds. Here's some requisition forms for food and water, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? Um, you will find a box with donations that have been made. There are 20 gold coins, uh, 50 silver coins, and 1,000 copper coins in here. Okay, I take all that. Um, even the 1,000 copper, that weighs like 20 pounds, going to be I a heavy load copper okay cool um let's see what else will you find in here she is wearing her amulet of malchus um but you will find a small prayer book tucked in the bottom drawer <clears throat> uh, next to some candles and some specialty sages and mints and effervescent herbs uh, there's some multicolored sand down here and some other candles that have been wrapped in parchment that look fancier or they're like kept the in parchment at the bottom of everything. That were in parchment? So yeah, they gotta be meaningful. I take the book. Mm-hmm. The multicolored sand, do I believe that this could be color spray sand? Or no? You could use it for color spray sand. Um, how much how many castings is there? Oh fifty. Can I take 50 castings worth and put them in yeah. my magic robes? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And I'm going to search for hidden spaces because I f- no one's going to feel like there's more going on here because it's a crazy old, you know, Malchus lady. Well, that's a good idea. And you will find some loose floorboards that come up right underneath the desk. You know, the desk is positioned in such a way that you have to move it to get the, the to the loose floorboards. Um, you can pop those open and up inside are some parchments that are rolled up with some writing on it that is not in the common tongue. Uh, maybe I don't think he it, looks at anything right now okay. for like the parchments. I think he's shoving it into his extra dimensional room. Got it. You just start shoving things away. But like tell me if I see anything other than paper, I guess. Yeah, you come across three gemstones uh, made out of em- three emeralds, each worth 100 GP. Let me shove that on the sheet. Um, what else do I want to put on the sheet? I have Malchus, Diary, or Prayer Book. Prayer Book, yeah. And um, then Ceremonial Candles. Gem, uh, emeralds, the gems, and then what about the papers? What do you want me to denote them as so I can read them later? Mm, uh, Weatherlight orphanage papers. Okay. Yep. And I will now cast web in the place that I think best to burn the building down. Mm, mm-hmm. It'll be an easy thing. All you need is a candle lit somewhere in the place. You can light a candle, leave it somewhere, step out of the building, cast web, and all the little fabrics will go up in flames. I think the, the bunk room is probably the best place to do it. The walls are brick, but in here there's enough bedding and clothing and, yeah. and dressers and boxes that it'll go up and the roof will go up and the whole building will burn down this afternoon while John no is at the sheriff's office. burn the building office. down smile and wish the children of Malchus well in this chaotic event that he's created for them. Mm. He and must love that. Captain. Mm-hmm. Oh, he must. Ah. You'll get back to the captain. He's got a whole new crew with him. There are an additional 45 optional sailors now. So we are, our total crew is up to 123 people. 123 people. Oh. Nilrim will uh, hand over the three gemstones to the captain. Nilrim? Where'd you get these? Do you really want to know? Nothing to do with that over there, is that, I say, motioning towards the smoke rising in the distance. Nilrim will look at him sterner. Do you really want to know? Then perhaps we should leave. All right, hoist the sails. Lift the anchor. Let's go. Everyone hurries on to the boat and off we sail as alarm bells ring through the town and people run with buckets. Uh, Luckily, the orphanage is set far enough away from everything that it's not going to threaten the rest of the town, but it will burn down. And those children with no parents will have no roof over their head. Who would Um, do this? These these gems, Norm, are you really like giving them to me? It's like as loot. Um, he'll give you two of them, and he's going to keep one in case he ever needs to put like a permanent beacon on it or for a spell. But yeah, you mm-hmm. can have him, two of them as loot. Um, I'll take them off my nice. skill sheet. Okay. And he is going to find one person out of the 130 to help him make sense of the orphan papers. Uh, you said it was in a language I didn't know. 
Yeah. I assume someone's going to know it. Well, why don't we find out on the other side of our break when we come back Wait, with just, more... just before we go. Sorry. The person who's the serial killer, I note that person. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I tell Nilrim this person's potentially a serial killer, and I get, like, the barliest of the initial group of recruits and point them out, like, keep an eye on that person. Because mm. if they are a serial killer, I'm throwing them overboard. But for now, we're just going to watch them. If they do anything sketch. Okay, Got sorry. it. Got it. We'll find out more on the other side of the break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tides of Death. Our party sets forth, keeping one eye on the serial killer, one eye on the sea, and one eye on the horrid hag who is really annoying. Um, That's right. Um, I've just had a great thought about the horrid hag, though. I mean, I just feel hmm. like she would be the perfect woman for Wiley. So... We're going to try and keep her and bring her back to the base for a while as a bonus. For him. Yeah. For him. Oh, no. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I created her. With yourself. I, I created her so you'd get rid of her. It would be funny, but this is the darkest timeline I could think of. Yeah. Well, you play with fire and get burnt nail. You bastard. All right. Where are we going, party? We are leaving Weatherlight. Heading for Redport or Redport? No, no. Neighbors, um... We've got to sell a horse, right, in Hillsborough. Clydesdale. No, because we're going to try and sell it to the Baron in Hillsborough, I thought. That's probably right. Yeah. yeah. Hillsborough, then Redport. And then we can we go back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll do... I think we'll do... It's on the way. Hopefully we'll do this bit quite quickly, and then we can spend a bit more time in Redport doing your wizard thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, did the weatherlight or did the weatherlight orphan papers say anything? Could anybody right. help me read them? The papers. You're on the boat, and you ask around people to see if they recognize the language, and someone recognizes it. In fact, you probably recognize it as dwarvish. Um, you don't speak it. Someone else here does read some dwarven, and looking at it, they'll tell you that it's gibberish. It looks like. Um, how would you say, like a just like someone practicing various letters at random, there's not even like any spacing or punctuation, it's just sort of like weird dwarven script that means nothing not even full words, just like letters. Normal cast detect magic on it one day it's magical. It is not magical Really? Interesting Yeah What do you think this might be? What ideas do you have? Um he thought it was a magic spell. Mm-hmm. Now he assumes it's like Thieves' Camp. Mm. Some sort of like Dwarven? script or cipher or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He'll look through the prayer book. Does he see anything? Yeah. Like a code? Uh, there's not a code out in it exactly, but this isn't just like here are Malchus's top 10 favorite prayers. You know, it's not, that's what I call Malchus prayers 30. Um, this yeah. looks a, a little bit more like a guidebook for how to get people to believe, not believe in Malchus, because he's, he's clearly real, but how to get people to, like, follow Malchus. This seems more like um, an indoctrination pamphlet or a um, 
cult starting kit 101 or something like that. Okay. So this yeah. is he doesn't feel like this is the clue to the cipher. Probably not, although maybe it's okay. written within here somewhere, but it's not like clearly spelled out at the back of the book. But that prayer that the kids were doing around the, the thing, this clearly talks about how like you want to get them smallest in front, middle, back this way. We stack them in this way in order to create like a sense of hierarchy, but also a sense of purpose. We go through these simple prayers because they can be remembered, but they also have an effect of implicitly implying that this is like the higher power and that this is the lower power. And it sets the conversational tone about this and there's you know a note about how these sorts of things are are best done with people who are desperate and down on their luck um there's something going on there but Mm -hmm. weatherlight's problem not yours the dwarven script we'll have to keep an eye out for something uh maybe when you've got like days to dedicate to the project we can make some intelligence checks or something yeah yeah normal yeah how long is the sailing it's like a few days yeah, it's like a day and a half, and you're going to be busy with all the new folks oh, on board. Okay. All right. In Hillsboro, we arrive. Step out onto the into the town. Dwarves and small people afoot all over the place. Humans running about. Guards moving this way and that. The walls are manned. The docks are stone and large, and there are a great many uh, vessels st- stopped here some of them look like they've been in a bad state some of them look like they've been recently attacked like they're being uh, pulled out to do repairs Um, there are all sorts of languages being spoken you don't recognize some of them some of them you do recognize but it's a busy busy place Um, john you've been here before at some point in time and hillsborough is way busier than the last time you were here like this place isn't normally so jammed packed with stuff going on and it looks like they're in like <clears throat> like some bad stuff's happened, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ships have definitely been damaged. There's either more guards right now, or they're just making a bigger presence in the dock right now, but like and there's just too many people. Something worried, is afoot. Uh, I'm worried that that Lord is not gonna be in a position to buy this horse right now. Mm, if mm. there's some crazy shit going on. Well Nora, what do you think? Well let's find out what's going on first. Lords yeah, okay. are always willing to throw money around, even when they uh, have none. Listen, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna find out of this bunch of rapscallions here a couple that can sort of act as if maybe they aren't uh, dragged up by their heels through like you know a field of mud, and get them dressed up. You know, make them look a bit more presentable, and we'll present ourselves as merchants. When you uh, when you go and try and figure out what's going on, and meet me back at the ship like at sundown, and then uh, once they're sorted out tomorrow, we'll give it a go. If it makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do, Neil. I'm going to go... I mean, I've spoken to them a bunch already. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find, like, two of them that I feel, like, have better accents. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not, like, dirt, dirt poor. They've been raised right. They understand manners and stuff like that. And then I want to go out and get them, like, clothes that would be a fitting to sort of a... Like a manservant, kind of, you know. Great. Um, I'm going to ask you to roll me... How do you want two? Two sets of stats. And we're going to just like start to slowly fill out some of these background characters. If you do um, bracket, bracket, 3d6, bracket, bracket, it'll roll like that in line to make it a little bit easier. Okay. So like that, but minus the spaces. Okay, close brackets. Yeah, close brackets, not. And one, do it like, do it six times. 
Yeah, you can just do them with a space in between them. Ah, with a space, okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven for perception as well? Yes, please. Okay. Ooh, that's not bad at all. And the second set? Ooh. Okay, and you're looking for the ones that are... This is the more charismatic bunch that you're grabbing, right? The one that charismatic, can... but maybe they grew up like in a noble household and they can put on a bit of a, you know, they, they understand like uh, <clears throat> mannerisms and like um, I'm trying to think of the words like, you know, like to be a bit posh, you know, like then yeah, they basically. Okay, so not not someone who like might have been a servant in their former life, then. Well, that that would work too. Okay, one of them was definitely a servant. Act. Okay, yeah. Um, and the other, maybe it's just a bit. Of a it's con just man. a. It's just a bit of a con man. Yeah, it's yeah. just a bit of a, a swindler, a bit of a heckler. So, okay. So, all right, you two. We're going to be posing here as uh, we're, we're trying to sell a horse. I don't know if you've seen it down down in the bottom of the ship, but we're trying to sell it to the local lord here, or maybe just some other rich fucker. So we're going to go out into the market. We're going to get you guys some clothes, make you look like manservants or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. going to be the merchant. We're going to take the horse. We're going to try and sell it. But I need need two people on their best behavior, you know? They look like they fit in, can play the parts, make it look like we're legit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. E- etiquette, that's the word I was thinking about. All right. All right. So our former lady's maid is named um, Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-I-E. Uh, and I, I assume our... you're, you're making a note of that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm making some character sheets yeah. that I'll make available to nice. all of us. Uh, and our former con man, maybe still con man, is going to be named, unless you want to name them yourself. Either of you? What? Oh, wait, isn't there a list of names See a big list of names somewhere. Yeah. I always call him Saul though, if you don't want to take one from the list. Since that's back on TV. Saul? Better like, call uh, Saul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saul Goodman? He's a, he's, a, he's a con man, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take one from the list. It's going to be Cypress. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. You take these two folks. You get them dressed up as you need. Yeah. Um, and is no one coming with you for this like, whole uh, trip? No, no one's doing some recon. I'm also going to yeah. get us like uh, haircuts and like shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well. you clean yourselves yeah. up. You get some good clothes. Yeah. You make your appearance nice. You know, put some, slap some uh, perfume on you. Yeah. Get it all clean. Yeah, what are you gonna do with these so two? He's doing. Um, he's doing. He's gonna be doing surveillance and just figuring out why shit is fucked. Mm. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. I'm asking. Okay. I just want to make sure with Nick. Yeah, that's right. And, and then we're gonna meet back, and then you're gonna tell me what you find out, and then we're gonna decide whether we want to go ahead with this the next day or not. Okay. He's yeah. yeah. So I will also, when I'm in the market, I'll ask him like, oh, "What's going on? It seems like it's busy here more than usual." So you can combine. Norm surveillance with right. me asking some questions around the market. Okay. So the 
both of you will find out pretty quickly that there's not one particular incident that's going on. It's just that this part of the world is so super uber fucked right now that there are so few places where things can be concentrated and actually taken care of that everyone's just working overtime on all the things. Um, the area to the east of the hills, as you mentioned earlier, I'm sorry, to the west of the hills is hella dangerous with all sorts of monsters crawling all over the place. So the guards are on double duty just because there have been monsters about. Um, there is the story that these like weird fishmen, these Sahuguins came out of the ocean and attacked Redport a few years ago and they've been seen again and they attacked Hillsborough like a couple weeks back and then they'd also attacked Hillsborough again um, like a year ago. So there's this increased concern about the fish people that have been attacking um this economic area over here has been inundated with trade from afar and the, the nobles have been like heavily investing in acquiring all of the like rare materials that the rest of arcadia is going to want once their wars are done so they're like you know spending their wealth to sit on fat stacks of great goods for the future uh, oh. There aren't very many good port towns available where repairs can be done. So all the ships that have been sailing about that need repairs come to like Hillsborough, Redport, and Rockwave. Some of the boats here are uh, Matavan vessels from this other war that's happening on the other side of the continent. And those damaged ships are coming here for repairs because their own dry docks are overwhelmed with work right now. Uh, same thing with uh, a few Mystrian ships that don't have room in their dry docks to repair their things. It's just, it's a really, really busy time, and this entire section of Arcadia is in crisis. Well, so it kind of sounds like, you know, said buying up valuable goods that people might want to buy afterwards, so maybe mm -hmm. there is room to sell as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we'll go through with it the next day. Uh, Nilrim, you're welcome to come with us for the sale, but perhaps lose the hood or something. Look less um, threatening. That day, I guess, while well, Nilrum went around, I don't want to spend too much time on it, because I think there's way more cool stuff in Redport, but mm -hmm. Nilrum would be looking for Apprentice still at this time, and still looking for the Wisdom guy, so can we just do rolls and skip yeah. the roleplay on the... Yeah. Totally. Um, nothing weird here with the Malka stuff, just want to make sure. That they're not, like, infesting Hillsborough too. No, you don't see any signs of any weird Malchus things anywhere. Um, give me a, a wisdom check right now, and we'll just sort of I'll give you some cliff notes. You Nothing weird with Malchus people, but you do see an unusual number of, like, clerics of Verasi walking around. You would expect one, maybe two clerics of Verasi in Hillsborough, but just in the port area alone, you see two, which makes you a little suspicious. There's way more. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is fucked. Um, um, yeah, I agree with me that there's probably more interesting things to do in Redport, so. What did you say? <laughs> stats for what, Mooton? Stats for the children. He also went to the orphanage. Oh, right. To... Just want to say true, and that's what he'd be. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I did GR roll. I'm sorry. Um, you, uh, get, you get someone with 15 int is the highest that you can find. Any wisdom? Interesting. There was one that with 10 int and 15 wisdom. Um, no, I don't think he'd care about that. Okay, cool. okay. he, he cool. lives and fucks off. Yep. All right. Horsey time? Uh, I'm going to take off 10 gold because I think that he would. Yeah, die. you would have spent some money on it. That makes sense. Uh, do you want to come with Nilrim? 
Yeah, no, I reckon. Yeah, okay. But just like, look, it's fine if it's look like a wizard. Just don't look too scary. No, um, pull down his hood. Yeah, that's probably the best <laughs> you can do. Um, so I get, make sure I look good. I make sure my other two groom, not groomsmen, uh, mild servants look good. And I'm bringing gonna, the groom as well, right? Yeah, I'm the groom, I'm the horse. I'm going to bring it into the nice part of town. I probably mm. maybe would have scoped it out the day before. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try and find like the nicest tavern, basically. The Yeah, you can get to the nicest tavern in town. Not a problem. And, um, uh, and what time of day are you arriving here? I want it to be like, I don't know, like... Like 2, 2 p.m. Would people go to the tavern? They probably would. They're nobles. They'd be sure. drinking. Yeah, like, you know, the afternoon when it's when it's pretty busy. Okay. Um, when would the richest man go drink at the pub? I mean, if you've been watching Bridgerton, you'll see it depends on what sort of fam- person it is within the family. Some of them are at the pub all day long and others wouldn't even touch the place. There you go. It's more speaks to the character of the person than their station mm. in society. Um, um woo, the very nicest tavern in town is called the constellation very nice, nice. um is there mm-hmm. a is there like a man on the door yes there is a man on the door with a black bow tie and a nice suit and cleaned polished shoes and you talked about going out and getting appropriate clothes for this event so you can be yeah. looking nice as well um yeah can we toss some gold at that well, I will hang on. Excuse me there, sir. Uh, I don't suppose you have a place for me to tie up my, my horse. Certainly. <clears throat> and he goes over and he like rings a little bell off the side of the, the porch upon which the, the bar is built. And a groom walks around, comes over, and will take the reins of your horse from you. Well, be sure to look after it. It's quite a valuable beast. The groom promises you he will watch the horse with his life. I give him okay, a tip uh, of the hat. The groom's staying with it. I will, um, I hand the gold piece to the guy on the door. Mm-hmm. And I say to him, uh, is it all right if my men accompany me inside? He wa- looks at the two of them. As long as they stay to the walls, Mr. Lord. They are to behave themselves. Mm. One bodyguard for me and one for my noble friend. And I give a haughty laugh. <laughs> of course. Um... Thank you, sir. I hand him the gold piece and I'll walk inside. No one will hand him a gold piece as well. Mm-hmm. Inside is this like very comfortable loungy area. There's a woman on like a beautiful harpsichord in the middle of the room. There's some like chaise lounges around where there's some people are hanging out and chatting with each other. Servants bring around like silver platters of grapes. There are two bars on either side with big um, indoor plants built around them that kind of shrouds the area with a barman on them. Waitresses and waiters will bring drinks to and fro to people. There's an outdoor um, sort of balcony sitting area that overlooks the town a little bit and overlooks the sea beyond with like just a fantastic view of everything. Um, We're built up like on the back of a hill a wee bit. Um, And it's a very low-key fancy lounge. Okay. As I walk in, I need to scan the room. I want to find the table that's within earshot of the most fancy looking people. Now, I, I appreciate that's mm. not, 
I just make a judgment call. I'm just like, right. Ah, okay, of course. That ah, looks like the best table. That's the one I'm going to. Yeah. No one yeah. nudges the captain as he's walking towards there and asks him for a hundred gold, and he's gonna go play high stakes cards. Maybe put the horse up for a bet as well. Uh. He whispers. Well, I'll, I'll count the cards. It'll be fine. Okay, I have a plan for the horse, but maybe maybe this plan will work better. I hand you a hundred gold. Fine. And right, Norm goes and sits down. I assume there's yeah. a card game. Uh, you can probably get a card game going with some other people. You just have to, you know, ask if anyone wants to play. But there's not one happening at the moment. A simple charisma check will do to get us a card game. Oh, yeah, totally. You mention to some of these fine people as you're walking up with your drink that you want to get a game going and they're happy to make new friends. Why, only the best of people are in this tavern and cards are a great game to play. And they'll have some servants bring over a table and there's a little arguing about do we want to play inside or outside and we decide on the inside so the wind can't fuss with any of the cards. Um, and no room is going to go for the long game here of counting mm-hmm. the cards and getting the perfect pot. Mm-hmm. He's going to let the captain do his thing, but he mm-hmm. is going to find what he feels like the perfect set of conditions for him to use his intellect in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to look up some rules for gaming. In the meantime, let's hear what Captain John is up to. Well, I was actually planning to have them overhear a conversation with Nilrim, but if Nilrim's not here, I think I will... Uh, I'll just find a seat. I'm near this uh, group of people, mm-hmm. like, on all sides of me, hopefully. I'm going to take out, like, um, like my captain's log or whatever. I'm going to turn it to an empty page, and then I'm going to start writing like numbers down on it like I'm trying to do like sums mm, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to do, do that for a little while I'll be drinking my drink I'm going to be writing the sums every now and again I'll be like shaking my head like it just doesn't work mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep doing that and I'm going to just sort of do that for a while and I'm going to kind of observe people and eventually if I see anyone else on their own I would like to strike up a conversation with them mm. uh, otherwise I'm just going to keep doing that for a while uh, and just keep thinking I want to kind of, it's a busy up. But if I see anyone on the road, I will strike up a conversation with them. A fancy young woman comes over to you at some point and asks what it is that you are so busy writing about. Uh, and when you look up, you can see a moonstone necklace, small strand of pearls in the hair, white gloves up to the elbows, you know, very well, very, very high society. Um, and she's asking in a, a curious, friendly tone. Uh, just the the troubles of merchant life, my lady. Probably nothing that would interest someone as graceful as you. But uh, please, mm. if you uh, would like nope, to join me, nope. then, she's out. Uh, yep, merchant life. Nope, she's gone. <laughs> Moving on. Shit. Fuck. Yep. Lost Sorry, you'll one. know for the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Mister Moon. For you. You want to play cards. Now, these people have nothing to do with their life but play cards with each other. So these are skillful gamers. Um, Everyone at the table has a gaming proficiency. And so if two proficient players play each other, the one with the highest successful die roll wins. A character with a gaming proficiency can also attempt to cheat, thus gaining a plus one bonus to his ability score for the purposes of this roll. If the proficient check for the game is a one, two, three, or four. However, the character has been caught cheating, even if he won the game. So, 
Norm Escape. doesn't have a gaming proficiency right now. Ah! He is just counting the cards. Oh! But he's fucking brilliant. So, they're probably playing the game that he wanted, the game that he's best at, because he brought up the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we want to go about this. Um... It's gonna take a quick look. See There's over too here. many non-weapon proficiencies to get, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's next on my list after my other appraising one that I gotta put in. Well, gaming is typically a charisma check to know the rules and to to play the person, not the game. Um, you are counting cards. So I will say you can make me an int check and it'll be your int versus their charisma, essentially. Good. Um, Thank you. I've been rolling This really is not well today. cheating. There is no... Technically not. There's no way you could get caught. No, because he's <laughs> waiting for the exact moment. Right. You get right. kicked out of the game for it, though, potentially, but it wouldn't count as cheating. Absolutely, yeah, but you got to be pretty really fucking hard. good yeah. to spot someone who's counting cards reliably enough to call them out on it in a yeah. Wild West sort of setting where, mm -hmm. you know, where you're not a casino. Yeah, and yeah. let me preface this, preference this. Norm is looking for the one hand where he's betting the house. He's mm -hmm. going to bet, probably depending on the pot and how it goes, but he's willing to bet all of his gold, his emerald, and the horse in one big pot. And I want to say this before I roll the check. Because it might okay. get to that. Okay. So we're going to need a roll to see how down you are already before your okay. pot comes up. Um, and that'll just be a that'll be a function of how well they're playing. So I'm going to roll um, oops, 1d20 plus 13 for a charisma check for... What do you... Do you want uh, just my charisma... For this one, then no, yeah. no, um, you wouldn't roll anything just for these okay, three other people that you're playing. Yeah, we're gonna see how they do it. Um, one guy is doing well, another doing okay. The third one is losing pretty, is clearly losing. Um, and then we'll do this one, two, three. Um, later in the game, that goes the other direction, and the middle person who was started off losing sort of getting their winnings back. So I'm going to call this sort of a stable game thus far. You are probably doing the poorest of all of them because you're waiting for the right opportunity and you are trying to bait them out a little bit. So we will say that you are down 15% of what you have that you can put in when okay. the right game comes along, when just the right game. Do I roll? Yeah, so your int versus their charismas. Here we go. One, two, three. It comes down to a tie. How does that work? How do we adjudicate ties in a gaming situation? Split pot. Split, Split pot. pot? Yeah. Well, Nilbrum, do you want the gem or the horse? And no, then the rest just... of the money will shuffle in between to make up. Well, oh, the, essentially, they would keep what they both put in, but then they would split the other players' losses. The other players' losses. Oh, that's yeah. true. Okay. Yeah, so you, you don't get anything, but the other two people are out, and now it's just you and this other guy. And let's say um, each of you has 500 gold worth of stuff on the table. Sure. 
maybe no because the gem is a hundred and the horse the, i think uh, is already like a thousand a thousand right so you probably each have 1500 on the table right now a lot of money we should well fuck uh, it we don't need to sell the horse we either win all the money now or we lose the horse yeah i mean does he want to play another hand how do how do we want to do this mm. does he want to play more like a few more hands you know, if this much money is on the table, and if the game is actually this back and forth with people completely flipping and then two getting taken out in a everyone's all in sort of situation, I think much of the tavern has gathered round. Um, the harp player has probably slowed their playing because it's, you know, a tense situation and everyone's focused on the game. Um, ladies and gentlemen alike crowd around the small table the two of you now sitting opposite of themselves even captain john has put down his ledger and yeah. come to observe the game that is afoot um there's much chatter to be had in the crowd as the the last hand is finally cleaned up a servant reshuffles the card sets them down tidies the table the man across from you takes a look at you looks at the sums of wealth on the table the uh the keys Pizza to your horse, horse placed there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I what know, it uh, chat wants to see the rolls oh they didn't see them oh, i'm so sorry it looks at you and says well what do you want to do we could call it quits here for the day we've both made it out quite well <clears throat> luck has not been on your side for most of this game but it seems to be doing quite well for you now maybe it'll hold Norm will give an eye to the captain what is the captain give me your expression <laughs> um I think I'm kind of like shocked and impressed as to how much money is on the table right now and I feel like you've busted these other people and they look like card people to me I'm, I'm in for it, mate. Go for it. All right. Normal. I give you a nod. Fuck <laughs> it. Normal shrug. Worst case, we got to kill him. So, not a big deal. <laughs> um, normal say, ah, I'm more than fine to keep playing, good sir. It's Excellent. nothing really for me. <clears throat> Odds are on your side, so. Uh, Norm is going to be watching out for him. Now, Norm is going to focus on the card counting. He's not going to care if he cheats. He's going to focus on the card counting. You look for the right opportunity, regardless of what what ploys that guy's making. A lot of money on the table. And as usual, wealth. your last strategy was sort of give up hands until the right opportunity comes along. Um, right. I guess the right opportunity eventually will come along, right? Um, I'll give him... Let's give you a luck check just to see how how long it takes to get... D20? To this point. Yeah, give me a D20. High is bad for you. Low is good. Okay. You're not that deep into it. It's only another, like, 30 minutes of play uh, before the right opportunity comes along. You've got some really good cards that are hidden away nice and neatly. Um, you can see what's in the open matches well with what would be in your hand and the probability of it being something else, like the if you have two aces, um, no other aces have been played thus far. 
So we're like about to show our cards. There's one big bet out on the table that I assume Nilrim is done. Let's say mm -hmm. 80% and... of the pot's in there already. Yeah, and he's seemed fair? anxious and eager thus far. Like as the cards have come up in your favor and you've put a little bit more money down, he's always matched or raised. And so this gentleman across from the table is... He's... You get the impression he's in. You get the impression yeah. he's really, no, really we'll, excited about this opportunity. After he did a, after he did a big bet, normal tap his cards, and whisper to the gentleman, "I have the best hand." Actually, the nuts. I don't want you to go away losing all your money. Just fold now, save the rest. We can call it quits here. He's a good card player. He's got good charisma. He reads your face poorly. He thinks you're lying. He thinks you're full of shit. <laughs> this Amazing. is the one opportunity where his uh, failed charisma check really, really helps you. Because if he had passed this, he would have backed out. He would have seen that, that you know this was a double lie. Throwing it up, int checks. Yep. Give me your int check. Uh, nice there's roll. no way. There's just no way. Yeah. And his face collapses Ooh. as you swipe the rest of the pot, bringing your grand total gain to 1,000 from him and 1,000 from the other two, so 2,000 extra gold. And we have the horse to sell. And you still have the horse. Holy shit. Wow. I put my hand out to him and apologize profusely, as a gentleman would do. Nice work. Shall we, do you want me to just put that on the party sheet, or do you want to keep hold of some of it? Uh, normal take 500, so you can yeah, take okay. 1500. Mm -hmm. Does he put <sighs> his hand out? He takes your hand, rubs his neck. <clears throat> you know, we've been so focused on the game, I haven't really introduced myself to you. I. <clears throat> I need to look up his name. I've looked it up while we were talking. Ah, I am Count Fairmain, ruler of Clydesdale. And you? I laugh. Uh, <laughs> Nilrim will uh, nod, say, uh, I'm Nilrim, uh, the, the greatest wizard alive. <laughs> That's a tall tale. How come I've never heard of you if you're the greatest wizard alive? The greatest wizards are the ones you don't know about. And he gives you gives them a wink. Hmm. It's a plausible story. Well, I think we have enough of a show, everyone. Please can, can go about your business, everyone. And slowly the, the group begins to filter. I will mm -hmm. come over to the two of them. Uh, Lord Count, nice to make your acquaintance. My name's Captain John Wittes. I offer a hand to him. Friend of Norum's here. Hmm. Pleasure. This Have is. A seat. Uh, thank you, thank you. I actually was looking for you. I didn't expect to find you here. <clears throat> I think I have something that belongs to you. Oh, he says. Well, it can belong to you now. I was, if I'm honest, I'd come upon it, and I was planning to just get rid of the thing. Um, but now that you're here, and given the current situation. I suppose we could call it a loser's reward. Uh, I have a horse of yours, I think. You've ordered it? 
a horse of you... mine. I mean, I I am Count Fairmare of Clydesdale. I have many horses. Yeah, you're getting him confused. Oh, he's from Clydesdale. Never mind. I... Uh, it's a gift, Count, uh, from friends across the sea. I was coming to bring it to you, but I didn't, wasn't sure if I'd have the time to find you. But now that you're here, you may have it. It's, it's a gift, outside. and I'll put my hand around him. It's a gift from us. Thank you for the fair and fun game. And he'll put his hand out. And he'll hopefully I... take him and show him the horse. Yeah, he will take your hand and get up and go out and see the horse. And it's a might beauty. And he looks at it and is like, that's, this is just, from, who was sending this gift to me? Did it come with a card? Us. It's from us. Where we are entrepreneurs from the, the Dardens. And to, in, in truth, I've made uh, a business connection with another merchant out in the Dardens and this was a plan of his that he'd half put in motion. But now that we're partners together, I think it's fair enough to say that this is from me and my associates. It even comes with the groom, a man of great standing. He looks between Captain John and Nilrum. Captain John and Nilrum. Looks at Nilrum. Give him a friendly then smile. He, then he looks back at Captain John. And this was a gift from you, specifically. Not... not yeah. Nilrum over here. Partially. No, it's, it's Nilrum works for me. He's not. He's not a partner. Uh-huh. Then I am afraid I must inform you that your employee was gambling away this very horse to me at our card table. Well, like I, I said, smile. I, I apologize for that. I understand. This is why I was careful with my words. I had seen that that's what was happening, but... Until this moment when I just met you, I was actually intending to sell the horse at a cheap rate to be got rid of the beast, as I didn't think I'd have time to find you. But now that you're here, you may as well take it. He senses something is fishy. Here's a gift for me that you were just gambling away. Oh, but his greed for the horse gets the better of him, and he pats you on the shoulder. Well, look at this one. It's a beauty... Then he, like, snaps his fingers and one of his bodyguards shows up. And he says, Bring, take this to the stables with the others. I'll ride her back to Clydesdale when we leave on the morrow. And he turns Nilrim back to the two to of you. is going to grab the groom, put his mm -hmm. hands on his shoulders, and just stand there, like, you know, keeping him in place. I, he is, Nilrim is specifically splitting up the groom from the horse mm -hmm. because the groom knows the story of what happened on the boat. Mm. And he doesn't want that getting back to his new friend that he's made in Clydesdale. Mm. So... Right. The groom is now our. Wait, no, but I told him the groom. Can we not just tell the groom what happened? Like to not fucking talk about it. Why would the groom do that when we're going to be gone eight thousand miles away? Yes, this guy doesn't need a groom. He has a million grooms. Yeah. Yeah, Norm will do his thing. <clears throat> the groom looks at the horse and, but I'm supposed to. And I need to whisper to him, "You're staying with us now." End of discussion. Don't cause a scene. You saw what I did on. Groom shuts the fuck up. The uh, count comes over to the groom, looks him up and down, and goes, "You there, horseman?" <clears throat> they say, "He, this man over here, says you are one of the finest around. I have pretty high standards. I am the Count of Clydesdale, after all." The groom says literally nothing. Normal whisper to him, "Go over there, make a mess of things, fuck up." Count says, "Come now, show me how you saddle a horse." 
and the groom goes over and like puts the saddle on and like looks over his shoulder at Nilrum and like readjusts the saddle but pushes it too far and the whole thing falls over in a mud puddle. And the you know the count and his new saddle it was just cleaned and detailed starts to throw a conniption. The other grooms uh, the, the I, guards uh, will quickly resaddle the horse. I run over as this is happening. What on earth are you doing, you fool? You're making a complete mess of this. Count, I'm sorry. I, I dragged the kid away. Please, uh, make no mind. I, I apologize profusely. Who do you think you are? Go and get yourself cleaned up. Quickly, the groom runs off. <laughs> leaving Apologies. the two of you. Apologies, my lord. Norm will come over. I guess we're probably saying our goodbyes at this point to the mm-hmm. count. Yeah. He will, um, thank you for the game. He'll hold on his hand. Uh, wait for a shake, I assume. Yeah, he takes your hand. He shakes it happily. If you're best wizard in the land, if you uh, are looking for steady employment, a good roof over your head, guards at your walls so you need not be interrupted, and more servants than you can count, uh, do come by Clydesdale. I am in need of a new spellcaster, a new advisor. He nods. <clears throat> Currently on uh, here with my friend, and he'll give him a smile. But... I'm sure I can pay more than any sea captain can, he says, sort of like haughtily speaking over you. Our tower's been empty for ten years. Room? There's a small library there already? I'm sure you could, and I may take your offer up in the future, but currently there's uh, something I'm looking for in the Dardens. You, a man of Mm. your greatness, I assume, knows what it's like. To be looking for something, and only that will quench your thirst. You know, the gnomes have a a saying, never interrupt a man on his life quest. It's one of the few Um, bits of wisdom to come out of there. The only. Um, Would you be interested in all in a spell? And I'll explain Aldrich's discriminating door and see if he'd be interested in that at all. He will tell you that the famed Aldrich the Enchanter himself enchanted the Count's doors not wow. ten years ago before his untimely demise. Um, Did you know wait, that... would that be bad for him? No, I mean, they, they were made by Aldric. They're... I know, but they enchanted the other Count's doors. I guess it depends on what the enchantment was, but the Count could... This new Count might not be able to get in the doors. It's the same Count. Same Count, sorry. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I will nod. Perfect. Well, well then. Unless uh, you need anything from me or my captain, I think then we will be off. Thank you for the great game. It was uh, a real nail biter. Uh, I'm out of my stature. Fears losing that much money in a single night. I'm afraid that's probably my gambling budget for the rest of the season. <clears throat> and not. Um, if there's anything that, um, if I ever may take you up on your offer. How should I uh, best get into Clydesdale and uh, come have a chat with you? Who do I speak to? Hmm. Ask for. Uh, come to Clydesdale and speak with my gatekeeper, Kel Serena. 
uh, tell her that you are the wizard that I met in Hillsborough that I had made an offer to, and she will bring you into the castle, and I shall come find you when I can. If not, she will put you up in lodgings, and you will be taken care of until such time that I do arrive. I'm afraid we can't put you up in the castle, security reasons, but um, we'll put you up in the town, which is quite fine. And a man of your money should have no problem at all. Thank you very much. Hmm. Guess we're off to Redport. That's it. Yep. We uh, gather the groom, or should we just leave him here? We bring him. We bring him. Okay. You can track him down. Not a problem. Yeah. We'll, okay. Uh, cool. Um. All right. To Redport then. The okay. bit that I was worried about. Yeah. We're gonna do what exactly is it we're doing in Redport? Meeting sure. the wizard, Merlin. Ah, meeting Merlin, and what else? That's it. I think we're going to meet Merlin and talk to him about uh, our good buy some component. You buy some components. Buy some components. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And sure, it was a long way to come for components, Laura. And Redport isn't that the place that you stole a very fancy boat from, Captain John? Uh, That is true. Yeah, that's why I'm worried about it. Did you sort of make a big deal about it? Didn't Didn't you kind of? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Probably as I was like showing expletives, like "fuck the count, fuck the king," as we were like sailing away on the ship. Yeah, isn't your face probably known by many of the important people who work at the docks? Like they might have wanted posters up of you, wouldn't they? Maybe. It's been a year. It's been a year, and I'm an expert disguiser, so I'm confident. I'm not gonna sit on the. We can make it work. I can make you taller. I can make you smaller. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's absolutely fine. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. I'm just it's fine. Hello everybody and welcome back to Tides of Death. Turns out the wizards in Hillsborough. He's not in Redport. You don't even have to get out of this town. But you do Basically. have to go find him. All right, well, I think we get the groom back on the boat. Um, we tell everyone that we've got one more chore to do. They've got another night in town. Make the most of it, because then we're sailing all the way back to the Dardens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will continue wearing my noble clothes, I guess, to go and visit this wizard. With a... Um, Norm is going to wear his hood up. He is going to follow behind Captain John... And he's going to make it so his face cannot be seen. Wait. How long ago did you leave this wizard? Whenever John left. So about like a year and a half, a year ago. Okay, so you left immediately from Hillsborough to Redport and got on John's ship and took off right away. fuck out. Yeah, because Nilram owes this guy (laughs) a lot of time. So it's been about a year since you've seen him last. And you, you took some of his shit on the way out, didn't you? I did. He had some potions that I think I destroyed. Uh, he had a book that I stole. And he, he steal, steal. All that time and money that he invested in you just gone out the window with all of his stuff. Yeah. Let's just say you're not necessarily on the best of terms. Well, but you, if you if you want to walk behind me, you've got to tell me where we're going. Oh, he'll 
Yeah, he'll tell you. He knows the exact way. Yeah. Nilrim did many a walks up and down those streets to various markets for that man. Mm -hmm. So Nilrim can tell you exactly where to go, which is the fastest route, which road leads to where. You've been this place before, then. You've been buying this component for a while. You can say that. What is it? Well, we don't lie to each other, right, Captain? I don't think so. Nilrim will pull him into an alley and talk to him. We're not really right. here to buy spell components. Wow, well, you don't my, say. My previous master lives here, and I have some unfinished business with that man. And just so it turns out, he knows something about the one who shouldn't be named. Yes. I think it should be okay to say it here. You because do? do you remember Archie and Sale, how they were feeling less than... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're out of whatever that beast range is. Right, you want to test our theory of yours, Nora? I tested it in Weatherlight and nothing happened. Yo, nothing happened like... to us on the village on the on the way over here either. I don't believe you. You know, I'm going to look him in the eyes and say, Rohi. Oh, hey, wait, I look around waiting for Manic Bears to spawn or something. It's fine. Wait. We're just going to go into some answers. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So I mean if I die in Arcadia, then it can't take my soul. Captain, it's a, it's a dragon. It can't take your fucking soul. Sale said. Sale says a lot of... He wouldn't lie about the man's soul. I shrug. Well, well, well. Sales right. a friend, but corrupted by a deity. Or a dragon. Let's go and speak to this wizard of yours and see what we can find out. Am I to understand He's... that uh, things may not go smoothly with this guy? He's not going to be very happy to see me. I think that uh, it would be best if I subdued him as soon as possible. But I don't know if I can win a fight with him. I should be able to. No, I don't what can I, I don't what can I say that I'm trying to buy off him a potion or something? A love potion, something like that? Does he make potions? I'll think back. Um <clears throat> what do I think that this guy would be really interested in talking about and selling? Um hmm. I was his apprentice, what would get him hot? Well, you were his his apprentice. This is your backstory we're exploring, so why don't you tell me what he would be interested in? He would probably be hot and bothered if the captain came in and wanted to sell him uh, knowledge. So I have a few different spell books. So maybe if the captain comes in with one of the old spell books or one of the ones that I picked up and wants to sell it. <clears throat> I'll tell him I found it on a ship. Yeah. I'm looking to sell it. All right. And then I'm going to magic missile the shit out of him. And you're going to need to attack him immediately. Do him. We're just, do we need to find out the information though? We're going to find out the information, but we want to catch him off guard. Here's what we'll do instead. Instead of me magic missling him, I will enlarge you from behind. And that is the moment that you need to pounce and grab his arms and make sure he cannot get to any spell components. While you're doing that, I will tie his mouth so he can't speak and use verbal. Okay. Just make sure oh. he can't wave his arms around. I can play Archie. I'm not scared of no wizard. No offense. At least not I'll hand fight. him... Uh, Father Hubert's wizard spellbook, which has level three spells 
Ooh, all right. As you approach the door to this circular building, you notice there is a woodblock printing on the side of the door. Uh, and it says, Missing, have you seen this boy? And there is a crude drawing of a young Nilrum um, carved into the woodblock printing. And there is a reward, 100 gold, if you have information relating uh, relating to his missing, that, that uh, helps them find him. I, he's going to give me 100 gold then. <laughs> I will uh, knock on the door. Wizard, are you in there? There's a brief pause and then a distant string of curses that slowly grows louder until the door opens and a wizened man uh, looks at you with a grumpy face and goes, Have you no idea of what hour it is? This is far past the hour of business, good sir. I'm sorry. I have something I think you may be uh, interested in. A book oh. that my... Uh... My fool of a companion here is too dim to make use of. Perhaps Ugh. someone more accomplished. Every time someone finds a musty book, they think it must be filled with magic. Let me see. Gotcha. I'm past having you a good and... authority that this is filled with spells, my friend. And I will open it to him and show him the cryptic text. This is the the words of wizards and witches and warlocks, is it not? Yeah, leans on like a, a scepter, which Nilrum, if you're like peeking out from behind the side of he's probably captain not. john at all no okay then you don't notice no. this but if you did you would know that he didn't used to walk with a limp but he's clearly walking with some sort of like limp now on a on this cane as he starts to look at it, i slam it sure perhaps we could talk about this inside I I, let me see what you're streets. dealing with first that's just takes the book Here, again look, and... i open it i hold and i'm, I'm holding it i'm opening mm -hmm. it like one page room yeah he looks at it, he pauses and like looks at the lettering and looks around and sniffs the paper and goes, hmm, you might be onto something after all. Come inside. Grumbles Thank to you. himself as he walks in. Boy, come on. No one will follow behind. Bring your man-child with you, he says. Uh, and then he walks, starts uh, walking up the stairs to the, the next room up. Um, Shut no the door will... on your way in, he says. No He's not me. looking. No, he doesn't look back once. He just walks no and starts heading upstairs. Enlarge, Captain, by 60% and shut the door. <laughs> okay, I feel a little bit bad about beating the shit out of this old guy, but I will, uh, as soon as I start to get enlarged, I'm sure he's going to hear the spell I go to grab him, restrain yeah, him. Yeah, I think he hears the words to enlarge being cast, and he pauses and, like, turns back on the steps and sees the spellcaster and John, and um, this is pretty surprising, but not super surprising. 1d10. Can I roll for speed, too? Because it's only a 1. Um, he is mechanically surprised. No need to roll for anything. He's, like, taken aback. You get uh, the spell off. Fucks with a wizard. John grows. He's we staring at Nilrum directly. He's, like, not even looking at giant growing John. You can roll initiative if you want. Um, Me is, I am going. I, I have to roll initiative, yeah. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, yeah. I am going to try and, um, like, sock his mouth. I got grabbed him, yeah. So yeah. you're gonna, you're both going to try and like grapple with him, and you're gonna go for his mouth, and John's gonna go for his like limbs. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you both act before him. 
And as you start moving in his direction, he like throws his cane to the side and opens his arm and goes, Nithrum, my boy, you're back. Um, and he thinks you're running to greet him, you know, and you beat Nick in initiative. You push past giant Captain John and he throws, opens his arms and stands on the stairs, accepting the hug that you are about to give him. Uh, no, no attack roll needed. You can make a strength check at advantage to knock him down, and uh, doesn't. Yeah, you just, it's fine. It's fine. I'm with rage, thinking about how many times this motherfucker fucked with him, made him write dumb stuff, made him go up and down the streets and do his errands, tackles oh, him no. Oh, no. onto the stairs. The old man hits the ground. His head slams against the staircase. He like loses his breath as the wind gets knocked out of his lungs. You gag him without any real trouble. He barely puts up uh, a resistance. I think I like uncomfortably try and find somewhere to sit whilst this awkward situation. You're, you're is way going too on. big to fit in anything right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I end up sitting on a dining table or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll tie him up. Um, we'll drag him. We'll sit him down, and Nilrum will. Uh... You'll, hang on. You'll tie him up. I'm watching. Yeah, Nilrum will tie him up. Dragon, put him on a chair. Um, take all material components off of him. Take his cane. Mm -hmm. And make sure he doesn't have any rings on. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Strip him okay. of all of his gear. Strip him of everything. We sit him there, and I ungag him. Oh, okay. my boy, what, what's the meaning of this? You finally come back. What's going on? Are you okay? Why have you attacked me? I have some things I need you to do for me, Merlin. Number one, and I'll pull out the Weatherlight Orphan Papers. Can you make any sense of this? It's gibberish dwarven, he says, <laughs> glancing at it real quickly. It doesn't mean a thing. If only you had studied a little harder, you would have been able to read the dwarven. You know, you you never quite paid it. Oh, but you're back. I have all the time in the world to teach you how to read dwarven now. But why am I tied up? Nilrum will, uh, smack him. <clears throat> Listen to me, old man. You're not Nilrum. He was a good boy. He was obedient. Had to beat you the sense into him. But, it, but I did. You didn't him that well. <laughs> you don't know what it did to me all those years doing all of your tasks like your little servant boy. That builds character and discipline. I beat sweat drips down for John's forehead as he says that. <laughs> Nilrum will punch him to hopefully shut him up. If he doesn't, yep. then I'll... Yep, nope, yep, oh, it okay. shuts him up. Um, he will then ask him, I was told when I was in Weatherlight that you might know something about a dragon. Um, a Lenorum dragon to Telemachi. Lenorum. Telemachi the thing? dragon? Yes, yes, I'm quite the expert on Telemachi, actually. Quite the expert. You know, I've dragons have always been a part... You would know, of course, how much dragons have interested me in the... Hey, he's tied up. Don't be. He's answered my questions man. correctly. You don't know what he put me through, John. He made All me right, do his enough. errands for years. Fair enough, Norm, fair enough. Listen, old man, I'm sorry for the record. But you reap what you sow. Who are you? I, I'm just, you know... I don't know. We're worried about a dra what I believe a Telemachi dragon in the Dardens who goes by the name of... Rohi. You ever heard of this? 
the Lenorum dragon. Lenorum dragon named Telemachy. Yes, what about it? That's the me? dragons. It's not a Telemachy dragon. It's a Telemachy named dragon, Nilrum. Can't you and listen? What is a Lenorum dragon? It's a type of dragon. They come in colors and breeds and species. What does a Lenorum do? Do they... Oh, wait. You know... I was trying to teach you all of this stuff once upon a time. Well, their breath weapon is one of caustic acid, similar to a, a black dragon, but the cone is a different shape. Um, and it works well underwater as additionally, unlike the the black dragons. Can these live underwater? Yeah, well, Telemachy does. Telemachy's one subtype of Lenorum dragon. There are many subtypes of Lenorum. We don't get them here, mostly with the classic metallic and chromatic ones here in Arcadia, but there are plenty of other dragon species about. They all have their preferred... This Telemachy is a sea dragon um, and lives well beneath the sea, spending most of their days down there. Yes, a self-styled ruler of that area, I believe. Has Sale ever shared with us in character that he came back to life or no? No. Okay, just want to make Is it old man though? This was this dragon. It's just a dragon, right? It can't do magic. It can't do Well. How powerful is this something like this? Can it cast spells where tentacles come out of the sea and rip people in? We have a cleric. His name is Sale. He says he follows a being named Rohi. I talked with Ponos, and he told me that the being under the sea, who considers itself a god, is a is a Lenorum dragon. Tentacles named out Telemachy. of the sea is a Vard's black tentacles. It's a spell of the fourth circle of the Conjuration School. Those mnemonic devices didn't work. I see. Uh, and it's a wizard spell. It's an arcane spell. Uh, Lenorum dragons exclusively use divine magic. Except for their innate spell and the innate abilities which wizards have mined for useful spells over the past. Our create wall of fog spell is very similar to their innate wall fog wall abilities, but it's different, he says. The one thing I pride you on, my old teacher, is your knowledge. So Nilrum is going to... Ex- extensively over a few hours kind of explain their journeys that they've been on and the weird things that he's seen uh, Rohi do and see if he thinks that this is a Lenorum dragon or if he believes that this to be something else. He listens. It sounds like when you're talking about Avar's black tentacles you're making it seem like Lenorum dragons can only cast divine magic. Well, this wouldn't work then talks or he listens and when you're finally done with the end of your story he shakes his head and goes no no none of this sounds like telemachy at all spells don't sound like anything he's capable of unless they're powerful illusions but even then telemachy wouldn't have access to he is clearly divinely oriented in his spell casting deeply connected to the, the goddess of nature herself 
This doesn't sound like anything always... like him. And then that name that you said, Rohi, Rohi, Rohi. Careful, I... hey, careful with us. Stop saying it. Why? Well, I. It doesn't. It it's not a name. Attention. It's not a name oh. that that dragon has ever been known by. Yeah, like well, just, you like, saying my name say, was Puss in Boots. If you're if you're right and it's not a dragon, then I'd be very careful about saying its name because that means it might be a god still. In which case, my soul's still fucking owed to a deity, and we're probably going to get dragged down to the depths the second we get within the range of the Dardens. Were there always, um, this amount of deities in the pantheon? Do we know? The first age of this world is known as the Age of Mist, because back then, gods walked the lands and few things were written down. No one knows how long the Age of Mist lasted. Could have been a hundred years, could have been, well, it was at least a thousand. Well, who, it could have been 10,000 years or 5,000 years or 1,000 years or 500 years. It, not much is remembered from those days. So in theory, when all the gods went up, if you could have stayed? Gaedile has recently overthrown its former Eridonian masters. There is a man there. His name is Malsifer Winter, and he looks directly at John Winters when he says that and sort of looks him Wait, up what? and down a few times. Malsifer what? Winter. This motherfucker. He stole he my name. claims that there are other deities, but he's a necromancer. He's a powerful one, but it's lies. There are no gods of winter. The only gods that exist are the ones that are in the sky. Those are the gods that have always existed. Those are the gods that have been confirmed. There are no other deities. There are clerics you know who Malchus speak with gods. I... Hmm. Uh, he'll explain what Malchus did when he brought up the name. And this is probably the first time I think the captain's hearing about it, uh, Rohi, with the bears, and how Malchus came down and touched the earth. Um, specifically when he called his name, said that. Most unusual indeed, yeah? Unusual at some Very detail. unusual. Yeah. Very unusual. Well, do you have any counsel for your previous apprentice on when this you hear horse uh hoofbeats you should think horses not zebras <laughs> thinking that you've discovered a long hidden deity is is the the greatest of zebra that there is to be there must be a more understandable reasonable answer for all these things say so he cast his spells with sand sand and sand alone he can choose which way he casts it with just a thought it's like no other cleric I've ever heard of or seen before. When we were sailing from the Dardens, he seemed to grow uneasy, queasy. His stomach became ill. He had to leave, returning to the islands. Whatever Could influence this thing a, has. A quest spell that makes you uneasy once you leave a certain point. His mind could be altered by all sorts of enchantments. He may just be lying to you that he's reversing spells. You can't tell when someone's memorized a spell which way they've done Fair it. Enough. I would counter with one more. We ran into an old temple to Nadinus or some other nature god out on an abandoned island. Uh, we were wandering around exploring the place. Uh, Sail was complaining a of a gepper. Yep. He was complaining of uh, heat and burning skin. 
I shit you not, within about two minutes, the man burst into flames and had to run outside the temple and roll around in the grass to put them out. He's been this way also with um, an artifact that we've found of uh, a stair. It is a shield, or it is a weapon. He can't touch it or it will burn his skin. This man I, sounds on this like an undead. Perhaps we should untie the wizard, Nilrum. I believe we're not in any danger here, are we? With with you, Merlin? I Shakes truthfully didn't know how you'd react. Uh, I thought you would have got my letter about me running off and not coming back. I thought you were kidnapped! I thought the whole place had been ransacked! I didn't find a letter! <laughs> no, I mean... untie him, but make sure his components are away from him. Sure, they're all on the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah I, I help him to his feet and rubs his wrists and heads over to the, the small kitchen over here, gets a fire going in the oven and begins to boil some water. He'll, nice um, to meet you, Mel. About... I hmm. shake his hand. She sort of shakes yours half-heartedly and focuses on his task. They'll talk about the, the fish that they met who granted them a wish. Mm. Talking. Yes, there have been rumors, long rumors of magic fish or mermaids, leprechauns, uh, genies, creatures who are magically endowed that when you catch them, they can grant you a wish if you set them free. What did you wish for? We wish for the death of the White Prince. <laughs> the poor wish, indeed. What would you have wished for? I would have kept the fish in a tank and thought about it for a long time. You would have thought you would have wished to have his apprentice back there. No more laugh. Oh god, um, that would have been the worst. Wait, let's go back to what you were saying, Melon. You said it sounds like he's an undead. Is that well, possible? Is near a sacrosanct temple when he burst into flames, right? Yeah, yes. but we would well, know if the man was dead. The smell alone. Would you? He can cast spells. Have you ever? Well, no, never mind. Exactly. Thanks. No, listen. Speak. Listen to the apprentice, the young man. Who knows a few things? If he was undead, undead he cast spells, but I've never seen any cast of divine origin. Mummies of some kind can still channel corrupted powers of their original deities. It's been known to happen rarely. Be an unusual undead, most certainly unusual. Do you no, think the man would is you fetch me my volume on the undead from the library upstairs? Uh, the third volume, Nilrum. Make it snappy. Nilrum instinctively will do it, but oh, he'll okay. realize halfway through and he'll be. Upset. I'm slack, slack jawed as Nilrum's walking up the stairs to find this book. Wow, how did you do that? Hmm. What? How did, you, how, did you, how did you how did you get him to do that? I've been telling him what to do for a year now, and he barely musters the strength to do anything with like a half ass bit of effort. I think that speaks volumes about you. Yeah, well, what books are in the, the library? Papa needs a library too. I mean, there's a bunch of books here. They're not going to fit in any of your pockets. You could carry an arms load out, but you can't put a book we'll in a pocket. Yeah. All right. Um, so he'll 
talk to. Undead are commonly and easily repulsed by um, sac- uh, consecrated grounds. So are certain types of demons or devils or, you know, um, innately evil creatures. But usually it comes in the, like, demon or undead form. So the man on Pine Spur, Gate Isle, you mm-hmm. say that he claims there are other gods before? Man's half mad. Yes, he claims that... for a conversation with him? Listen now, Niller. That's not trouble we want to get ourselves involved with. You want to end up a skeleton in this madman's army? I think necromancers can never be trusted and never be reasoned with. Their answer to every problem is death and then the assimilation of those that they have killed, including their knowledge and their power. You go to speak with him. You may get the answers you need, but you will get them while you die or after you're dead. And you will spend an eternity in a hellish landscape, trapped in a rotting corpse, doing terrible deeds with no rest. Forever. What about the message spell? Do you know it? I'm... Um, no. He mutters quietly under his breath. If I learned that, just knowing his name, I should be able to send him a message, yes? Um, well... You must be able to also uh, direct the animal in, in that way. Um... Or sorry, sending. Mm, yeah, sending. Sending. Yeah, that would work if you've got it. If you've got his name, sending is what I meant. Mm, well, <clears throat> yes, as long as you're on the same plane of existence, there's a there's a five percent chance that it won't arrive. One in twenty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to visit a necromancer in the Really, I draw I the line. Uh, yeah. I don't think we should visit him either. It's something in the future. If you want to know about the man who is undead, you probably want to go to the man who makes the undead. You, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're not actually saying that Sale's undead now, are we? I don't know. You know how you know how I am, Captain. You know I get into a fair bit of trouble here and there, and I was able to touch the objects. So it can't be that Nilram, or it can't be that Sale's more evil than I. Just does it not make more sense that whoever... Whoever, whoever row he is, maybe he just doesn't get on with the other gods. You know, maybe they just don't like him. That's what I was thinking. Could be that as well. He's not undead. He's our friend, though. He can't can't be undead, can he? Well, he is our friend. Is he warm? He sleeps. He eats. He's warm to the touch. He's warm to the touch. He's a living, breathing man. Oh, well then. Maybe he's a demon. Maybe he's a demon. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's a demon. That's They've been crawling around these parts. Didn't you say you you picked him up here in Redport? I did. Well, just a hop, skip, and a jump from Redport is a whole army of demons mucking about in, in um, what's that place called? Heatstroke. Yes. Well, demons have armor and 
you know, no, demons come in many forms and fashions. There are soldier demons and infiltrator demons, siege demons and leadership demons, casters and creatures and all sorts of things. One bit of information I may have forgot to tell you is that this Sail and his deity are hmm. waging a holy war, I would say, against uh, Astaire himself. Hey no, hey the whole no. Dardens is... Well, Malin, this is this is information that could get us in a lot of trouble back home. Okay. It sounds like Malchus. Let's, let's not go around spreading that. Holy wars against a stare, person who's uses deceit and lies and uh, corruption to mess Why with things. Why would he things. lie about who he is, though? Why do the gods do the things that they do? Beyond my understanding. They always have some other game that they're playing somewhere else. The problem is that they can see the entire playing field, and we can only see so much. Even if we were as brilliant as they, maybe the plays they're making here are about the game that's being played over there. It's hard to see, to know what they want, when you can't even see the whole board, when you don't even know the scope of play. I don't even know all the rules. Hmm. Okay. So let's say it's Malchus, then. That makes sense, right? Is that why Malchus yeah. attacked you? Because you, you said his name to him when it was supposed to be hidden? Could be. I don't know. I think that I'm just going to have to keep this to the chest and keep looking further. Mm. Mm. Is there any way to identify a Malchus cleric? Uh, normally, they just come right out and tell you. It makes mm, yeah, them so difficult. We're well, like, really this offer usually. <clears throat> but why, why Hillsboro? Why are you here? Well, I was born here, so I lived here. I built this so tower this... myself. Good. What? Doesn't this uh, this whole thing interest you? Well, I mean, would you want to come learn more? Meet him? No, my home is here. This is my library, my books. There's money and wealth. I have jobs and friends and family and connection. Why would I give all this up? Run across, right. live on a He's small, right dank, stinky ship with. Kind of points at John. Well, hey, like, I'm disgustedly. trying to back your corner here, but if you're going to keep insulting me. But I was going to say, you know, the Dardans, it's no place for a man of your age, a wizard of your age. Nurem sprightly, but they don't like your kind over there. You'll be mm. once killed. You know Ferris. The famed Ferris of the Farron Empire? Yes, yes, all wizards know of him. We have his home. This is actually his true. Home. Which one of his homes? Which what? I mean, if you said you went to the king's stables, it might mean one thing if you're in Clydesdale, and another thing if you're in in. We have um, his, the place where he trained Liam. I oh. don't want to give you the exact spot because I'm not sure what we're gonna do with you, but you could come there. You could work in his workshops. He has the greatest library, and he'll give him a the best uh, explanation of. 
the place. Uh, tell them about the magic, the landing platform that you can jump down. It has Featherfall. Um, no one's really going to try to beef it up. Yeah, he sounds super interested um, in the place. Well, we can move all sounds... your books. We're setting sail in a few days. We have a huge ship. You could stay there and inside there. Um, you could live there and do with it. What Why you don't want. we finish your education first, Nilrum? Why don't you stay here with me and we'll make a wizard out of you yet? And then when we go, maybe then, after you've finished your training and education and we have some time to prepare, we can set sail and stay with people of better standing. We'll make some friends and connections. I'll. I'll show you the ropes. I will make you a deal, Merlin. And you need to listen to it careful. You come with us, and you can live inside uh, Ferris's hideout. And anytime I come back, I will be your apprentice while I'm there. And we will learn, and we will read books, and I will learn, and I will be a good wizard, like you always wanted. But when my captain needs me to set sail, I will set sail. That is the deal I can make you. You can, you can. No uh, one fix person your... can serve two masters. No, 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 no. You're my apprentice, Nilrum, and that's the way it's going to be. Now, here, put this book back, and he like hands you the book that you got for him earlier. All right, all right, that's enough. Nilrum won't grab that mullet. What? Thought we had come a long way. We have come a long way. He was going to kill you before we got here, so. Nonsense. Still not sure. Well, not bad. Merlin. Would you really give up your life and stay here rather than come with me and uh, give have a up chance my at all life? This? What are you talking about? Nilrim will call forth the magic missile and hit him with one of the three. No. Hey. Roll me some damage. Uh, four <laughs> points of damage. Or three. He takes a, a puncture to the side. His eyes sort of like. <gasps> His hand yeah. goes to his... Nothing looks... crazy. That's enough, Nilrim. Melon. You, no one's dying today, okay? Nilrim, there's no need for that. You, do some research. But, but, Find out what you can. We'll what level are you, Nilrim? Sixth. So you created three darts, and you only hit him with one. But he yes. sees the other two that, you know, the other two strike his head. something else. He realizes, becomes very plain on his face that you are not the zeroth level apprentice that he's been training. Your magic missile spell is at least as good as his. And he gets real fucking quiet as he like holds the wound on the side of his body. Now. Right. As I said before, your knowledge is of great interest. And we would be able to use you very well in Ferris's laboratory. What do you say? Give me a charisma check, Nilrum. Success, he comes with you. Failure, he I've stays. I've been bad all day. right on the edge he considers it for a long long pause before finally saying this is my home you can't tempt me to go live a life of danger 
when I have everything I need here. But I recognize you might be stronger than I thought. You might have excelled beyond what I was able to teach you. You always were a sharp lad. Maybe this is good for you. I will uh, look over to the captain. Melon, maybe you can do some research into this while we've been gone. We can come back and visit in the future. Into what we've told you about our friend. Norm shakes his head. Captain, he's going to pack up every one of these magic books that he has. He's going to leave this shop. He's never going to. Norm, he's, he's more used to us here. He can help us. Why burn this bridge? I'll point up to the upstairs. I'm watching him very carefully. He sh if he moves, something will happen. He's very still, just holding the yeah. side of his body. Those books upstairs, Captain, they can uh, they can help me teach an apprentice. It's a whole library up there for me to learn more. They have all of the knowledge that I need to sift through, and that I, when I get my apprentice, that they will sift through for anything we want. The knowledge is upstairs. This is I thought the man you said I that. To. I thought you said that Ferris had the greatest library that anyone had ever seen back at the base. He has a library with empty books that need to be, or with books that are aged that need to be de-aged by thousands of years. I won't, I won't be able to understand that. Norm shrugs. 10, 20 years, 30, 40? Okay. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to wait here for this spell to run out. We're going to sit here in silence. Well, not in silence. We're going to sit here peacefully. Oh, when your, your large spell is already worn off. Yeah, you told oh, like, a, okay. like an hour-long story. All right, yeah. so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go back to the boat on my own. I'm going to wait there for an hour. Then I'm going to send three or four guys here. And then whatever's happened, no room has happened. If you need to help move books, they'll help you. Now, I will say this. Melon, you seem like a stand-up guy. If it were up to me, I'd keep you around. I think you'd be useful. But in all fairness, I only met you today. Norum here has been my friend for a long time. And if he says there's more to it, there's more to it. So, hey, I'm sorry. I'm walking away from this. Norum, I'll send the lads here in about an hour, okay? Norum nods. I told you about this one. You what a coward. It's nice meeting you. I, I shake it. He says that to me. Well, yeah, yeah, he calls you a coward for walking away from the... Merlin, I'm going to give you... I withdraw my hand and say, well, fuck you then. And I'll leave. It's okay, it's Merlin. just you two. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more chance. Do you want to come with us and live the rest of your life? He shakes his head. I don't want to go with you. I'm staying here. Normal another magic missile all three darts hitting him oh my god brutal 11 and 4 is 15 damage total <sighs> another one yeah, yeah well that'll do it I'm sure uh, roll me the extra damage uh, yeah yep Yep. He lays on the ground before you. Dead. Well, no, you know, no. his lifeblood's spilling out. I'm sure if you would desperately change your mind, you could patch his wounds right now, but he's dying. 
No one will think for one round. He's more use alive than he is dead. He won't come willingly. But you can take an unwilling wizard without spell points. You can take a wizard's hand. No one will uh, patch him up. Make me a healing check or an intelligence. A healing salve. Ooh. Um, I will use one of the charges. Oh, wait. You need to bring him back to full, right? No. No, you just need to use one and you bring him up? You would need to... Yeah, the healing solves won't bring you all the way to f one HP. You'll need to use uh, and the number of That's his negatives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, can I guesstimate his negatives or no? Um, well, one should stop the bleeding. It okay. should stop him from dying immediately, but he'll be like still on the brink of death. That's fine. That's probably for the best. Okay, I'll use mm -hmm. one healing salve on him to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. um, I'll int check to bandage him. I would have been fine, but yep, it's good. Uh, I'm going to... Going to tie him up. <clears throat> and start figuring out what I want to do. I'm going to bring okay. him upstairs with me if I can. Yeah. And uh -huh. uh, start ransacking the place, taking stuff, moving it into an area. Captain Winters is going to send a few people. Um, I'm going to start moving the books out. It's late at night, so this should all be seamless. Magic mm -hmm. missile should be without sound. Yep, yeah. just the normal sounds of magic coming from the wizard's house. And sometime later, three uh, more sailors will arrive to help you haul books off. Lock boxes and stuff, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to haul the books, whatever wealth he has, whatever the magical scrolls he has, his magical books. Uh, I'm going to need access to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, I mean, Norm is going to wake him up at some point, or he's going to awaken. It'll take many hours for him to waken, but you'll also it'll take many many trips to pack up all the books. With yeah. only three people plus you hauling, it'll take you know a few trips up and downtown with arms laden to to haul things out. Do I need to out. knock anything open that um, is locked, or can I find the keys to it? No, um, pretty much every door is wizard locked, um, except for the one that you, the ones where you would be going in and out of. So the front door. Um, has keys. Front door is normal, and he he's sent me select... upstairs to the library to go and retrieve stuff. Yeah, that I book... assume wizard lock is with that... the passcode also. Uh, no, wizard lock is just the okay. wizard who did it can bypass it, but everyone else is barred. Um, but you know his personal laboratory is wizard locked, and his bedroom is wizard locked. How do they and... bypass it? Just with their hand? Can someone uh, grab a wizard's hand and just open it? No, it, it takes the wizard to do the opening. They must voluntarily choose to open the door. Okay. Um, Nilrim is going to pack up what he can. He's going to wait for the wizard to awaken. I know mm -hmm. it's going to take many hours. Mm -hmm. um, lock the downstairs, and then he's going to make his master open those doors. Hmm. If you wait for him to waken, he can refuse to. He can refuse to, but with, but Mer or, uh, Nilrim is willing to like torture him. Well, it's, 
hours later, you have used um, seven healing charges. No, uh, wait. His total HP is 21. You dealt... What was it? It was... um. Four plus eleven plus seven. seven. You dealt twenty-two, so it actually only took you two healing charges to get him to full. Goes on. Um, and a few hours later, he will Am I sort of stir. You don't know. I've got twenty-one okay. HP. How much HP do you have? Uh, twenty or I have nineteen. Hmm. Um, okay, I can knock open some doors. Mm-hmm. So I won't need him for at least two doors. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, there's the... bedroom and the laboratory that are wizard-locked. You would know those are the two that you would want to get into that are going to have the best stuff. Um... I'll open the um, laboratory first because it's mm-hmm. where I would keep all my good shit. Sure. And then you would have, you know, hauled out what you wanted from there onto the boat. Yep. Do um, I see anything hidden or any lock boxes in there? Uh, your people scrounge the, the place. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll haul lock boxes cool. away and they'll tear down anything that's on the walls and they'll poke about. But the, the laboratory's underground <laughs> and it's all stone, so it doesn't look like there's anything. Maybe there's like a super secret hidden passageway, but you don't notice any. Okay. Um, when he wakes up, mm-hmm. does he refuse to open any other doors, or did I get all the doors that I? Uh, there is also the spells? the bed his bedroom door. So I have two knock spells, so I'll use one on the bedroom as well. Then. Okay, then you can loot the bedroom for all it's worth. Um, other rooms, library is open to other people who might need to use it. There's an apprentice's room, an apprentice's quarters, kitchen, pantry. Um, Lavatory, rooftop, um, front door. I don't think anything else is locked behind a wizard lock, actually. Yeah, you've already gotten all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, then we take everything. We take all his wealth. We take all of his books, um, very specifically, and I take, I will take possession of his, uh, book and all of his spell components and i'll put them on myself mm-hmm. we don't have to go through that now mm-hmm. and i think that we are going to come back with him um as a prisoner i will put my cl- i will put a cloak over him to make it look like he's you know it's a drunken guy mm-hmm. got too drunk at the bar and we're bringing him back <clears throat> your people can smuggle him through mm-hmm. the streets yes no one notices right. i'm probably just in the captain's clothes yeah. You will be alerted that the first people that you sent to Nelrum have brought back some stuff and are returning with more people to carry more things. Yep, okay. Just, you know, load it up. We'll leave it in the morning, so don't stay out too late. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Nilrum will arrive with Merlin in tow. Hands bound, cloak over him. All right. You had to bring the body? Bringing him back, Captain. He's not dead. He's old. We're going to, uh... I believe this should work. No one will think. I'm going to cut off his hands. He'll still be able to use his mouth and teach my apprentice when they come. But his spell his spellcasting days are probably over. 
Is that necessary? I nod. He would be, uh, be too much of a risk to maintain in the base alone. But we can talk about that on the boat ride back. Maybe no, we can think of another way. Maybe. All right. Well, listen, let's, um, given we just carted out, you know, a lifetime's worth of magical books from this guy's tower, why don't we set sail now? I'll, ugh, I stand up from my chair. I, like, go out and up the stairs to the deck and shout to the whoever's, like, on the deck. All right, lift the anchor. Let's get going. Back to the Dardens. Back to the Dardens we go. Some money in your pockets, some books, a wizard, and... Well, 123 crew members that need to be whittled down to 60. Pretty successful, really. Some well, of that we could have whittled for the extra, down I beforehand. I have an idea for the extra mm-hmm. troops. Because um, I was actually thinking about going back to the island where we killed the mob boss and recruiting some people from there as well. What if we start repopulating the, uh, the skeleton town and have it and try and make like a little bit of a pirate, pirate base there? Um, well, we know from future sessions that you arrive back with just a crew of people and not a double-sized crew. So somewhere between here and there, we must get rid of about half these folks. Now, we can say that you have given on the way from uh, Weatherlight to Hillsborough that you gave people various tests and kicked some off in Hillsborough and we cut the numbers down that way. Um, we could say that you maroon some people or kill some people or you drop them off in Port Ferris. But we are sort well, of constrained not, by the future. Can we not drop them off on... I forget the name of the island. The Sulfur one with the skeletons. Yeah, Sulphur Island. He wants to drop half of the crew off in Sulphur Island and tell them your duty as our crew members, is to whittle down the skeleton population. You would, they and would need supplies, they would need resources, they need a lot of food because they wouldn't be able to make any of their own food. They would need tools. There are people on there, on the island, and we can tell them that they're up top. Yeah, this doesn't really wait. Like, just dropping them off doesn't make sense. We'd, we'd want to supply them and make sure they can do it successfully. Well, Especially since when you're going there is the same time that Sale and Archie were there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to run into timeline inconsistencies that cannot be resolved so we whittle them down then I mean I would argue then that since we got 120 and we've whittled them down then the Mm -hmm. ones we do have should be better than your average 3d6 down the line guys yeah okay yeah so we've got a good crew you've got a decent selection of people some experienced sailors some with other skills that you need you've got like a, a proper cooper for all the the barrels that you would need you know you've got someone that can oh, sew maybe. properly you've got a cook all the same yeah 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 all you've right got cool. someone to teach my apprentices yeah that's cool the last thing before we go is nilrum you taken both his hands or just one or just like some fingers. What? He's not decided yet. I'm not decided yet. Um, I'm not doing it to to get rid of his spells right now because I know that he's knocked out. He doesn't have any spells anymore. Mm-hmm. My main worry is that when he's in the base alone, he could wreak havoc as a wizard. Yes. And he's an unwilling wizard to do this. Yes. So I would know 
in character, what is a wizard's greatest weakness? If you take one hand, is that enough to like fuck Ooh. over? If you take uh, fingers, if you get rid of a hand, um, they cannot do somatic and material components. In fact, they can't do most somatic components. There might be one or two spells where there is a somatic component where it's like a flick of a wrist and you only need the one hand for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that would also have no material components with it, but that would be pretty rare. So a hand would basically get rid of all somatic component spells. A tongue gets rid of all verbal component spells, but then you can't teach. Um, both hands yeah. definitely is all somatic and all material components for all time. Um, both hands is probably the safest way to keep a wizard if you want them to talk. Is it? It's going to be really hard for him to teach with somatic then. Or no? Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't be able to show how to do them. You could remove, you know, um, thumb and you could remove multiple fingers from each hand. And so he could maybe say, well, with your one finger, you do this. And with your other finger, you do that. But then he would be unable to do them himself. That is Um, what I think Nilrim would probably do then. It seems the best because every spell that Nilrim has actually right now, except one, requires verbal. What if? Okay. What about an alternative then? Mm -hmm. You know, we've got the shield. What if we put him in a room? We attach the shield like within the wall or somewhere that he can't get to it. So it's like an anti-magic room where no magic can be cast, and we lock him in it. But then we can't. Ca- then he can't like teach apprentice. Well, he can teach people how to do it. The apprentice can guard the room to test it. Did you have the like shield that, at this I feel point like in that time? Nick is more fucked up than just cutting off fingers because now he can't live his life at all. He's going to be in a room with a shield twenty-four-seven, versus being able to walk around, being able to eat, being able to converse with people. But it's non-permanent. Over time, he might grow to understand and just not want to fuck things up. If you cut the guy's it is non-permanent. Up, but do you does does John Winters really want another wizard? Well, Don doesn't really out? want John doesn't really want this guy here. I'll tell you that Nilrim doesn't want another wizard being able to cast spells at him and do stuff like that. So I yeah. think Nilrim is going to We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna think about it on the journey home. So we let's can think next, about it on the break. Yeah. Let's next week come with a solution. I, I yeah, I'll need an answer. Or next yeah. week. Um, yeah. And I should say, you know, there any ability that you give him to help teacher people will be uh, make it a little bit easier to find an exception to you can't do X, Y, and Z. Like if you leave him with just, you know, the, the couple of fingers on each side, he could mm-hmm. probably still scoop a palm full of um, colored sand and color spray you. Because, right. you know, you probably wouldn't need your fingers to do that. So, yeah. Where, where's he going to go, though? I mean, like, he can't sail a ship on his own. He's, he's fucked. Yeah, he can't really color splare me either because I'm the same level as him. So I'm not worried about that. Sure. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. It's dangerous okay. to have wizards with access to spells and magic. Maybe you could just mm. keep him from ever seeing a spell book again. You know? Yeah, I mean, if Knock he, can't, him unconscious. If he can't see a spell book, he can't learn spells, yeah. And but how can he gotta... teach if he doesn't remember his spellbook or doesn't have a spellbook? Can you, you do that? Just teach the basics. You know, this is these are the um, sounds that you need to create magic. Here are these sorts of movements that come into play. You could teach someone the basics without casting things, but then they would still need you to teach them very specific stuff. Okay, we'll think about it. Okay, we'll think about it. All right. That wraps us up for our second special episode of Tides of Death. 
Nilrum and Captain John's adventure in Arcadia. Good times. Mm-hmm. How are we times, yeah. feeling about this Telemaki Rohi thing? I don't know. I think it, I think sure. I think it being Malchus is the most likely. The thing I think that makes the most Malchus sense. Is likely. It's either Malchus. I don't think it's the dragon anymore. It's either Malchus or I believe that it is a winter god or just like a different god. I'm not sure. Mm. Someone who maybe wow. chose to stay on Earth rather than go up. I have mm. no idea. Are you at all concerned that you told a priest of Quantarius this name? Not at all, because I want someone else mucking about and figuring some shit out. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. I kind of want someone who can do some dirty work and who's going to be interested in it outside of the Dardens, maybe poking about, and uh, we'll see. Hmm. All right. Well then, uh, anyone have anything else to say before we head off? Just, uh, you know, thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, there's some... Patreon.com slash Tides of Death. Yes, yep. Patreon.com slash Tides of Death. And on RealGoblins.com, there are Tides of Death. There's some Tides of Death merch if you are interested in hoodies and shirts with the Tides of Death logos. Um, and that will Team Scory should be happening on Thursday, right? I assume everyone watching this is probably going to watch that too. Should be on Thursday. Yeah. Should be on Thursday. All right. We'll see you all then. Ta-ta. See you guys.